texture what? profile. What? 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 what are you gonna, is there a question following what? this? or are you, are you The texture it? profile is great. Yeah? Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It started. What? Um, what? What? <laughs> what? Like what? a moon pie I'm eating right now. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. It tastes like when your mom makes that graham cracker dessert dish. Sure. Where the graham crackers are like, but the graham crackers are no longer crunchy to go yeah. everywhere. She doesn't get it right, and they're kind of soft. My mom's never made that. Right. My mom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My mom made it, and we watched the black or white Michael Jackson video premiere on Fox. Great. What a time. Seared into my brain that whenever I see that dessert or see the music video, I think about him turning into a fucking panther and beating up a car. Yeah, okay. Not in that order. Not in that order. Well, maybe he did. Did he come in and out of panther form and beat the shit out of the car? Or did he just beat the shit out of the car and then turn into it and go away? Can't say I remember. I just remember like people anamorphing into each other. That's all I remember of the black and white video. Yeah, you nailed it there, Andy, with the little head shake thing. What, is that the same video you're talking about? Was he a panther in black and white? I I don't remember. I just black and white is like where you know the the black woman would turn to an Indian man and the yeah. Indian man would turn to a Chinese. And I think someone turned or... into a panther at that point. Kevin, I'm gonna need some research from you on that one. Michael Jackson panther. Just Google I gotta it. keep the show on the road here. <laughs> well, you remember this, right? It was a big deal. Like, cause like John Landis, I think directed it again or something. It was like the Back first time since Thriller. thriller. Yeah. And I remember they made a big deal to watch it on Fox, and then we watched it on Fox. It, we, but I, what is the? You remember this though? The, I remember the, the Michael Jackson. Jackson. He was floating in space. It was a big deal. It was like a half hour block that. for like one video. Right. The sets were crazy. I'm thinking Scream. Yeah. You might be thinking of Scream. Uh, Michael Jackson, black or white panther dance. See? Whoa, shit. Told you guys. I, oh, and this he is did what, beat up the car. That's right. This is the thing, if memory serves, oh, where fighter. it was it like so, it was so out of left field. Yeah, we can't, definitely can't show this. Michael Jackson's people, they dead. are still out there from, I know, but you'd think that would do it, but it didn't. I do remember this. <laughs> but it's so hard because he dressed like he was dressed. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. See, he's smashing up racist words. It was a big deal, obviously, right. but it was he, he had a message. It was really racist words. Yeah, yeah. What's well, his whole thing, man? He was trying to stop racism. But was this part and of I don't the think, moonwalker? I don't, for the record, timeout. I don't think it's coincidence that after he died, racism came back. They, this video had scared all the cowards. It was off. all gone. Yeah, all sure. the cowards had been scared. Yeah, we hadn't, off, heard, sure. a, we hadn't like, heard a whisper of it. <laughs> oh, there's the panther. <laughs> okay, so the panther was after. Panther was all. I'm thinking scream. I was thinking the scream video. Scream. Give me some. Scream was the one where he was like. Getting, yeah, but he was like it was floating him in and space sister. and shit, and it was yeah. Janet came oh, in. Oh yeah, help it, it reminded oh. me of a. It reminded me of bow 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 now. Andy, if you keep singing it that accurately, we are gonna. Get I was spot on, wasn't I? Fucking Which was the music video where it was like during like the four seconds he was married to Lisa Marie Presley and they were nudie together? Oh, remember this one? It was a soft, soft. One. And then what was the face? Was that the one where they, cha- they changed faces? Because there was no face change no, in that. Yeah, wait, what? what no, that? That, that that was just the dance. That wasn't the video. Yeah, you gotta see the video. Because that was just no, the part. Yeah. That was like the part from like, um, whatchamacallit? I look like Moonwalker. That looked like, it reminds you of Moonwalker, yeah. But yeah. that was just the dance part. We That wasn't the full music video. Yeah, the, the full was actually. It's black. Was that the same one where he got nudie with Lisa Marie? I don't think so. It was a very happy thing until he got into the smashing up the racist words. The one that, but again, it was a fair trade. The one you're thinking of, racist I think like, it was a ballad. It was a softer sort of ballad. Man in the Mirror, maybe? That's a word, that's a, oh, that's a great song, too. I yeah. wanted to know. Ah! 
Some of the Free Willy theme song, man. What oh, a God. slap and a half. I remember doing it. So I remember. Why are you conflicted? I mean, this is the bigger question about Michael Jackson, yeah, right? That's art or artist? Ha- are you? Are you? Yeah. Do you have to be? Are we allowed to still like him? I mean, no, here we go. It was Michael I think Jackson. We can you appreciate what he did, even though like all signs point to some creepy peepiness. Him doing some other stuff. Full blown job. Yeah, see, I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. It was a. What are you saying? It was a ballad. It was a soft. Sure, like, yeah, look yeah. at the way he's emoting. There was there. Oh was no, no, you're right. We're just wondering what song he was, it was dancing to a slow beat there. But that's when he had the hair. I was like, this hair is Man, not remember working. Remember when he tried to kiss Lisa Marie Presley on like the like the VMAs? The VMAs. And just so then he was like, no. Nobody thought this would last. And then they were like. And she was like, "Oh God, oh God, he's paying me a lot for this, millions of dollars." I, I remember this. there was. <laughs> this is so mean. It's so fucking mean. Fucking but the weird. the Fox thing in the morning, the Chicago like morning show news, ran that clip every day with a countdown, like a counter going up of how, how many, many times days they were actually married. married. Yeah. <laughs> Just, how long did they no, last? They must have lasted like a couple months. That was pretty. Yeah, much I it. forget how long it was, but it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't. Stick. It did not last. It didn't. It didn't, it yeah. did not, yeah, no, no, I want to know how that happened. Like, what publicist was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put Lisa Marie Presley <laughs> with Michael Jackson to, I mean, to legitimize him being whatever he is. And for uh, maybe they're in love, maybe they're not. But it just reminds me of, like, all the conspiracy theories you hear with Tom Cruise and uh, what's Tom her name? Tom Cruise. Nicole and, Kidman. No, not Nicole Katie Kidman. Holmes. Katie Holmes. Where it's like they put her. And then how you you hear the conspiracy theories of, like, these women that are allowed to, like, that, that Scientology brings in to be with Tom Cruise then become stars because Scientology helps them. And then when they like, we don't want to be together anymore, their career tanks, which actually is like Ogo Karolinko and like uh, Katie Holmes, like their careers kind of went down after they left Tom Cruise. It's crazy shit. Illuminati. Dude, no, fuck not Illuminati. You. Scientology. I'll tell you what, you, everybody, when they, we got to get into this Tom Cruise business, right? Yeah. And Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes business, right? And he's jumping yeah. on the couch and everything. They missed the real, the real narrative thread here. Yeah. And it was reminded to me when I was watching American Pie, the unrated edition, of course. Yeah, naturally. Because when I see that, do I you think remember deep when conspiracies of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Stick with American me, idiot, because I'm about to nail it. I'm fucking on the ride Chris with you, Chris Klein used to date Katie Holmes. They were America's sweethearts. You remember oh, this? Oh, Chris You remember Klein. it? And then what happened? They broke up. <laughs> she went and married Tom Cruise for a bit. He didn't do anything for a bit. He then was he came such back a for great American actor, reunion. though. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was such a phenomenal actor. <laughs> the Chun-Li clips? No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the Legend that? of Chun-Li. Yeah, Tim and I were talking about this recently. No. And he was in the Legend of Chun-Li movie. Yeah. And there are really, really good uh, YouTube sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like montages or like supercuts super cuts of him and in that movie. And it is atrocious, dude. Was, I just don't understand how he made money. Was Chris Klein in American Pie and... Not another teen movie? No, Chris Evans was not another teen movie. Yeah, for sure. I don't think Chris Klein was in it. <laughs> look oh, at this fucking guy. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you look at it and it just looks amateur as shit. Why does he keep making that face? It looks like Chris Delia. F- you know what? <laughs> Fuck all of you for giving Chris Klein shit. During during uh, American Pie, you were all on the Chris fucking Yeah, but Klein. then during the Street no, Fighter not even in American, Lee. In American Pie, even as a kid, I was like, this is bad acting. <laughs> we loved him. We loved him. We loved uh, Mira Sor- Not Mira Sor- Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mira Savari. Is the character no way, he was yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's I thought he was right too. <laughs> they belonged together when they were on the dock at the end. We were like, "This is the romance of our fucking lifetime." Hey, what's lifetime. the deal? You know that I feel for you. Like he was. Just, hey, I'm really trying to ask. <laughs> <laughs> he was really. <laughs> he was. What? Why'd you say? Because you're in the voice. You're yeah, doing the voice. Doing the voice. <laughs> yeah. After we watched. Uh, By the way, which I, I realized after we made that was my Luna Lovegood. 
That was just my oh. little love good impression. Mm. After we finished off American Pie, uh, Lucy James was like, have you ever seen Chris Klein audition for Glee? Oh my God. And I was like, what? No. And it's this video here. And it's like, it's, you know, I, you know what I mean? It's, it's something. What? I, yeah, I think so. Why not? Might as well. Fuck that funny. But is dead. it like, uh, is it real? Oh, it's real. So why is that funnier die? Still in here earlier, right? Can you turn it up? Or Tim, stop it, rewind it. This guy's a pimp among pros. What, now he's doing Glee? That's what I was told. Okay. He's 74 years old, so. All right, Kevin, hit it. Exclusive. That's a funny die. I said Bill Paxton in here earlier, right? My God, he's king of kings. This guy's a pimp Oh, no, this is him making fun of himself. Yeah, this is definitely him making fun of himself. God damn it. Yeah, you can me. tell because he's backlit. He's backlit. <laughs> they don't light people like this in real life. One of my favorite things uh, that Kevin just showed us earlier before we even watched that was Kevin, YouTube, real clips, YouTube has this new feature that as we're doing live streams, it'll tell us what we're fucking up as yeah. we fuck it up, I love yeah. it. which is horrifying. But apparently, like we didn't do anything copyright. It was just like already popped up. Like this is not suitable <laughs> for advertisers based Fair. on something we said. Yeah, it's just the Michael Jackson. I think we were just talking about Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. I think we were saying fucking, fucking, fucking. I said child molester. I said, put my dick in a moon pie. <laughs> I was like, Greg, put the moon pie in your mouth and I put my dick in a moon pie. <laughs> no, I thought it though. YouTube can read your fucking thoughts just like my phone can hear me. All right, here's the, here's the real thing, I think. Otherwise, I'm yeah, just Yeah, this is when right. Henry's much younger. Okay. That makes more sense. Hey, by the way, you guys had Mandy Moore in here. She is an angel of all angels. I don't know if you guys saw American Dreams that her and I did together. Uh, where I too sing, hopefully better here than I did up there. That was acting. This may be slight singing, but she is just is he doing a walking? dream come true. You should hire her on the spot. She's amazing. What anyway, the fuck is that's he doing? my own personal. Oh, that's not even part of the I audition. Hate actors. No, no, I hate oh, no, that's actors. not scripted. I hate actors. That's so just he passed and made more in the hallway. <laughs> you guys had Betty Moore in here? She's an angel of angels. Poor girl. I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every man that I see. Maybe it's a potential threat. I, this, I don't know. I don't know. Because Glee covered so, many, so much ground. Nice. You heard me saying that's... That's Chris Klein, but this is the kind of funny <laughs> podcast each and every week for sometimes ugly. five best friends gather around this table. Each bringing their whatever they want to talk about and show you Chris Klein clips that Lucy James from GameSpot showed them. If you like that madness for some reason, you should head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. You can get each and every episode early. How early? You could find out that we're demonetized as we find out we're yeah. demonetized. Because wow. we oh stream my God. Guys, sorry. Keep going. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Is that to okay, that's you. permission. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's fine. You should I, think I, about I, it. You're gonna take a big ass fucking slice. No, I was just gonna, 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 gonna just talk about like how pie. little these pie. fucking videos make on YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I just didn't uh, think it was that bad. <laughs> you mean <laughs> oh, it's bad? bad Did you finally look at it and like on our thing? I'm yeah. like, wow, this, our most successful video made us $115. $125. Dude, it's horrible, it's dude. Yeah. I, like, I looked into like on the game side and it was like, oh, let me see how much my Mario Maker video did with 27,000 views. Like $4. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> the, the ad rev on YouTube, there has to be a come to Jesus with that because you, 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 then you learn about like how much they're selling for a Super Bowl ad. And granted, we're not, I'm not comparing us to the Super Bowl. I am. But the numbers don't add up mathematically where it's like, a million people watch that, or you know, <laughs> heads up. We detected copyright audio in your video stream. Your video may be temporarily blocked. Uh, great. Fuck YouTube, dude. It's okay. Nobody, it, people. Thank you for supporting point. us on Patreon, though. <laughs> 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 Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can get 
exclusive access to the show you can get it ad free you can watch it as we record it when they can't even stop us from putting stuff in or taking stuff out uh, however if you don't want the pre and post show ad free copy watch it live early access no big deal you can head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the globe each and every monday when the video posts with ads no pre and post show video is the exact same way but it's free so you can't complain am i wrong you ain't wrong, Greg. Thank you very much. Uh, housekeeping for you. Oreo Oration lives. If you didn't know, you can go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Find new episodes popping off each and every Tuesday. Popping off. I've really enjoyed this, of course. These were uh, who, these were edited by? Uh, Roger Percorny. Roger, Roger, did, these, Roger yeah. did these. And he did a fantastic did job. A great job. And I made Nick screen them. So now every time one posts, I don't remember what I did or said or what the edit is. So I get to watch and laugh along with you. Yeah, And nothing makes me You're laugh more than myself. greatest present. Yep. You know what I mean? A lot of people are always like, oh, man, it'd be, it would suck mm. to be in solitary confinement if you murdered somebody. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be pretty great for me. Nope. What? What do you want now? You, uh, is that just part of your house? Just point of clarification. Okay. Uh, you made me screen Cooking with Greggy. I watched all those. I didn't watch any of these. I think Tim watched all these. Definitely did not watch all of None these. None of us watched any of these. Must be Joey. Hopefully, that sounds Roger. like a Joey thing. It's, I mean, it's possible I watched them and forgot them all. Doubtful. Who knows, though? But Roger did a great job. Also, we uh, have new merch at kindoffunny.com slash store. Support us there because YouTube videos don't make us anything. What's the new? But if you're watching on YouTube, there's this little carousel stuff below. What's the new merch, Andy? Uh, we have a KFAF shirt. Nope, Connect between 3 and 5. Don't buy that. It's a great shirt. A lot of no. people are buying them. Beginning a lot of tweets. If Appreciate you, the support. For every dollar you spend on that shirt is a vote we get for KFAF for streaming. Tell you what, the shirt is so identifiable at PAX. I was talking to a kid in it, and I was he, we were going around, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I like you guys a lot, but I just like Funhouse more. And he went like this, and I looked down, and I'm like, oh, that's a Funhouse shirt. That looks exactly like the Connect one with the red and the yellow dots and stuff. Andy. So they're just ripping you off, or you're ripping them off. I'm not sure who's ripping each other off, but it wasn't. It's, it. the, it's the winning board of Connect between 3 and 5. I know, but it wasn't that shirt. He was wearing a shirt that looked very like it, but it was actually they a Funhouse They played Connect shirt. 4. They got the oh, license. Fucking yeah, they got they got yeah. some sponsorship deal over there. And uh, also the blue hoodie. Yeah, the blue hoodie's back. If you've been looking for that kind of funny blue hoodie, hit up kindoffunny.com slash store. Also, a lot of our merch, uh, not popular, so it's really clearance sale. The exclusive <laughs> Kevin Coelho bachelor party is up for like $3. Why are we still selling <laughs> that? We here's, have it. Here's what I'm going to say. What do you want to do? We're not going to ship it off to fucking Africa like you do with the losing with the, <laughs> the <laughs> Super Bowl Super team. Bowl I just, I, at this God, point, I'm like, there's got to be like, what, 10 left? Let's just buy them out and burn them. <laughs> Let's just buy them and burn them. <laughs> Buy and burn. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Bert Meg <laughs> and Kieran O'Donnell for keeping the lights Thanks, on. Bert there Meg. it is. Oh. Funhouse Morse code shirt. That's a Morse code shirt. Greg. I'm saying it looks exactly. He was wearing a bomber jacket like Andy. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, man, at least he's a kind of funny fan. I Turned mean, out Andy, Funhouse fucked us as usual. That is a cool shirt. Uh, today we're brought to you by <laughs> Bespoke Post and Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. This is the producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino. Hello. That's the Hispanic heartthrob, Andy Cortez. Hey, bro. That. Is not another Greg Miller. It's not. That is Tim Gettys. I know it's hard to tell because the beard, the glasses, the filthy casual shirt. Come back oh to me. God. See, we look. It's a very similar look. We're aware of it. Can we talk about how you guys are just quickly becoming the same person? I mean, that's what we're going. I mean, now look, now I'm Nick. You know what I mean? Where did you get to be me? I just Hi. took off my glasses. Hi. I think honestly, now what happens is you have to wear glasses. I want to wear glasses. Here's my problem for everybody that's that's wondering because I'm sure they are. I have to wear glasses. Good. It fucking sucks. You don't have, have to wear glasses. I, I have to you wear glasses. You could just be blind. You I just could walk be around blind. not seeing things. You're right, Nick. <laughs> There's the option of just You have another blind. option. You can yeah. have Kevin drive you no everywhere. Vision, yeah. And yeah. you can get one of those sticks and just hit people <clears throat> in the legs with it and just be blind. 
Not going to do that, but no. I'm going to have to wear these for just a while. Saying. So what's Every, going on? Your eye, your eye still rebounds. It's the same issue I've been having with my eye, but like they're just like, yo, it's not healing. Like You need to just rest off the contacts for an extended period of time. And I'm gotcha. like, great. You got really good looking glasses. Though. I like those like, a lot. You look good in glasses. I'm like, you do. Greg? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like you look good. Let me see. You got those dreamy eyes. You got those fucking uh, eyes. No, you just you got to stop you looking at too me. weird with that. Jen was looking at him the other day. Let me tell you, it went well. All right, because she was talking about how well. they got they got the green, but then yeah. she, she found like, another man. I got like <laughs> <laughs> I got like the sometimes I got like the uh, volcanic ridge in there. You know what I mean? You look at it, it's like because it's green. It's got the hazel going. I never noticed how green your eyes. Sometimes got the volcanic ridge. I see what he's talking about. Look in there. On the inside, there's a little brown. It's a step in. It's a step in, Timmy, idiot. <laughs> Didn't know that. I'm really mad about my glasses, though, because the reason I bought them is obvious when I take them off. They're blue. <laughs> Look at that blue, though. Oh, in the back oh, of real it's blue. It's fucking sexy. You but then when, when you push it against it, it just no, turns no, navy. No, that's no, that's yeah. unfortunate. It still oh, looks super really cool. light blue. Yeah, you can definitely hair. tell it's blue, though. I love it, though. And I like how right now. Now, did you buy? I know how you are very fashion conscious. Mm -hmm. You have many bomber jackets. Mm -hmm. You have many I Jordans. Do. Yes, I do. Did you buy multiple glasses to go with different things? Because these match your shirt so perfectly, right? I now. understand that. Yes, not yet. Okay. But there is that plan with Warby Parker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are Wait, these Warby Parker? No. These okay. are Armani Exchange. Hell yeah. Which I was very embarrassed to buy. I'm not going to lie. You're going to go home with the blue uh, Sharpie, Sharpie. Like, God damn it. I, I wish that I was just like, these are cooler blue than any other, other ones. Would and you at prefer the day, to have the branding on the inside? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd rather just not have it. Mm. Yeah, it always, so it always weirds me out when people... That weirds me out. I understand it. As a person who has perfect vision and probably will never need glasses. God bless unlike you. you fucking dorks. Um, it's always weird when, when they decide to put the logo on just seeing glasses to me. Like if, if there's sunglasses, I'm like, cool, that makes sense. You want, you want to pimp the logo, like Ray-Bans, whatever, Tom Ford's, whatever. But when I see people that have the Tom Ford's and it's just their normal glasses, I'm like, I don't know that I'd do that. I, I want it to be a little more subtle. That's my everyday glass. I don't want to be a banner. They don't let you be subtle. Like They like just it. add these logos everywhere. It's really upsetting. Now... Tim, you're a man mm -hmm. of wealth and taste. Okay. Sure. You're cultured. You know people. Uh-huh. If I said Kirk Scott, you'd say Nintendo. Captain Kirk. Nintendo, exactly. I had, I had dinner with him over there at that PAX, right? And mm -hmm. I've always appreciated his glasses. Okay. He's got some big old Coke bottle black rim glasses on Oh, there. yeah. Because, you know, for me, whenever somebody's asking me uh, about the black rims, I'm like, I can't get them thick enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to Mr. Magoo the shit out of this. And like, okay. yeah, that's a problem. Thick. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. They get so scared. scared. Exactly. Kirk Scott, not afraid. And I got to figure out what eye doctor he's going to because he's got these motherfuckers on it. But these glasses do something I've never seen before. Because yeah. again, now, if you just, if you haven't seen them in Nintendo Directs, imagine big old black glasses, can we, right? Can we pull them up? Is there a possibility of pulling sure, them up? Sure. Can, can you Google Kirk Scott? That's not Kirk Scott. <laughs> Google, I mean, that Google, is. Google Captain Kirk Scott and see what happens. <laughs> Kirk Scott Nintendo. Uh, I found him on the bottom right. Peter Bugdino. And then go to images. I feel like you're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, okay. oh, those are nice. Yeah, those are nice glasses, right? But see now, yes, it's on there. They are so thick. And I, you look for the logo, it's hard to find it, except when he, he like looks at a menu. And it turns out they're on the top rims. Oh, they're, weird. The, the, the words are written out on the top what of the rims. What are they? What type of I don't know. I didn't get that close to his face. You didn't get that close. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I can't. I cannot confirm or deny the brand of these glasses. Would you guys believe that uh, when I had to go get these glasses, yes. I spent a good 45 minutes trying to make the decision of, of which course. ones I'm going to get? Did you bring Gia? No, I didn't have that luxury. Center photo. Uh, I did. The yeah, best. It, it was a whole fucking thing. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is spent about 45 minutes looking. Spent about, no lie, 25 to 30 of those minutes in the women's section didn't realize. Because that just says a lot about my taste. 
and the colors that I like and the things that I want. That's fair. This has always been my life. I've always had this issue. And I was like, you know what? It's time to live Fuck that it. way. I don't care. Yeah. Are these women's glasses? No, they're not. Oh, okay. They're not. But I lived, I was like looking and it hit a point where it's just like, all right, they're just, they're not going to make them big enough for me. I have a big ass head. So I was like, all right, whatever. One mm. of the men found these and whatever. Went out with my boy James Burke. Uh, to eat some dinner the last couple days. And I saw him as we sat down in the beginning of dinner. I saw him do that thing where he, like, he looked at me. And he like I saw him look at the glasses mm-hmm. and then look away. I'm like, he has some shit to say. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he did it. And I was like, I bet he oh, did. He's grown. He's a mature human being. Until about 30 minutes later. He goes, are you wearing Gia's glasses? I was like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> I was like, I'll have you know, these are men's glasses. Uh, and I could have gotten the other ones because some of them went from purple to blue and I really liked wow. them. They were dope as fuck. Yeah. But, I, I, I'm the same way, Tim. There's so many times where, especially in like the gaming world, where games will come out with merchandise or a t-shirt ah, sure, or whatever. Sure, sure. And the women's shirt in the women's fit is always the cooler color. It's always like a brighter, more saturated thing because men just generally buy a black shirt, especially in our industry. It's always a black shirt, a black shirt. And it's just so fucking annoying where like and and I I also feel for women who are like, why can't we get women's cuts? Like, that's always their argument for me. It's like, I just want the brighter colors. I want the cooler, more saturated, you know, the pink on blue or the the teal on whatever the fuck, you know, they're cowards. They just want to do it. It's bullshit. I feel you. I feel that way with shoes every once in a while, especially since I wear like shoes that are that are fairly unisex, but they'll do different color schemes for men and women, like uh, the Stan Smiths. I'll be like, "That's dope," and I'll pick it up. Like, I want this, and like that is a not. They don't come in your size. They're female shoes. I'm like, damn it. They're all whites. I want all white shoes sometimes, and they they never make those for guys. They're they're afraid. They're Why are you afraid? Cowards. I'm fine. There was a long time it. Nike Dunks were in all white and they were so sexy, but then there was a long time period where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the men's are very limited Craig's and the women's are like, about something. you're around. Hate that. What do you got, Greg? <laughs> I was watching some TV up at that PAX. You know yeah. what I mean? Just chilling out in the hotel room. And one Tony Romo came on, uh-huh. right? And he's talking about how easy he wants his life now and he's all about convenience. And Skechers? He, a room, yes. Then he And I was like, this commercial sucks. And then he started showing me these Skechers that you can just pull on your feet. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking buy these shoes. Please. <laughs> Tony Romo, you just turn the corner. You just turn the fucking corner. Uh, you know, you're you're your own Skechers. man. I will never limit your creativity or what you put on your body. But yeah. please don't buy Skechers. Why? Just, Not like, I, I like mean, for like a house slipper. What did they do? But, uh, what? <laughs> what? What did they do? What, what did, did they do? Skechers, Skechers yeah. was just like the obnoxious thing that was over advertised in the nineties to yeah, kids, it's and it's much. like if you have to like give me this much advertisement, you're not good. Nobody I never, wants I never you. owned you're Skechers as a kid. And like a lot of kids in school that had Skechers though. Go up, God. Look at that one right there. Pull, go down. Pull this up. No, just no. Oh my God. What are we wrong? It's just insulting. What are we wrong about him? What's wrong? Everything. First off, pull down. I'm not talking about these. These have laces. I'm telling, talking about. No, keep no, going. They're fake laces, though, right? These, these well, let's keep going. Let's keep scroll going. down. Just, yeah, right there. That one right there. No laces. Looks like it's from the future. Just get a so, Solar fuse. Huh? Get a slip on from Vans. I mean, I like that. I, think I that like that you, style dude. of I'm shoe. I'm not going to lie. I understand that Vans, there's another brand of shoe, but Tony Romo is the one who sold them to me. There's All a right. ton of Adidas that are like that, that are way cooler. That's my that's my thing. Is like Ultra If you're going to go Skechers for $72, you can go up to $100 and get the thing that Skechers is ripping off, which is the Nike Freebird or or free run rather, or the I have free run, but I use them when I'm, I'm either. That's what I'm saying. So stick with the cooler. Brand. But those, how, how come when it comes to like running colors. shoes, 
then all the rules are out the window, Andy. Then it's like we're gonna fucking put every color in the goddamn rainbow. And oh, make it as well, that, I think that's just Nike. Safety. I think I think a lot safety. of that is Nike, where yeah, you do get the fluorescent blues and you get the fluorescent bright ass, the most neon red you've ever there, seen in your life. There's never thought. It's just we're gonna put all the colors on sure. every single yeah. one. Yeah, you, there's no. It reminds like, me a lot of. Uh, it reminds me a lot of watching like people in motocross, <laughs> like where their suits are just all over the place. Like, it reminds me of that. Like, yeah, there's no colors or, or rhyme or reason or anything, and that, that's also a reason why I used to always buy Onitsuka Tigers. Yeah. Uh, different br- different versions like the sure. Mexico 66 or the Serrano. They have like a bunch I of different models. Their, uh, I think I had a pair of the Mexico 66. Those are the ones that are like wrestling shoes, right? Yeah, but they're this. They're the same thing where they, you know, the guys' colors are white on navy and fucking white on black. Or I whatever. had them in red, white, and blue. Dude, the women's ones were like I had two pairs of women's ones because they were their colors are so much better and they had like. You know, the, they had the yellow. mint on the dark blue and yeah, like the like, I love those colors. I love the the greens and the blues and shit. Never available in mint. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I think St- Skechers. And then I was watching uh, Wolf of Wall Street over the weekend, and they talk about Steve Madden, how they take his company IPO. And I was like, remember Steve Madden's like the shoes? That's a big deal. Was there a big deal? A I had like deal, three or four dude, yeah. pairs of those back in like the early two thousands. I I only associate Steve Madden with like women's shoes, yeah. like heels and stuff. What am I, I thinking of then? They, <laughs> what am I thinking of then? No, I thought they did, but you might be right. I might be. I might be thinking of a different brand. There was one that was like it was like a more. It looked like those Skechers, where it was like kind New of a more fitting shoe. No, I think they made men's shoes. Maybe I could I, be wrong. In my lifetime, I'm New Balance killing it because of Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, uh, Kawhi like uh, again, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Steve celebrated athlete. Well, now know. they do, but take t- t- Steve Madden, two thousand three. Give me the 2003 lineup of Steve Madden shoes. Juice? No, <laughs> shoes. Yeah, those are the ones I'm talking about. The ones with like the, remember, remember the those? Squ- the stripes. I had so many of those, like with the the sort of, uh, the no, the ones with the, tra- yeah, those two, but the ones with the tread are the ones I'm thinking of. The one um, you were on the first time. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, seen, right I've seen that before. I remember those. Those are the ones I think that of so much. That looks like you're about to fucking rock a ska show. I have a friend of mine who's a comedian oh, who's older. Bowl. Who still wears those? Seriously. And I'm like, you gotta just, we gotta stop. Those yeah. were the cool shoes. Like he's get, he wears the, those shoes with the um the, the flared out bell bottom like style pants, like the cowboy pants that we sure. used to all wear sure. in like the early 2000s. I saw a guy with like crazy like, flared out pants, this. flared out jeans when I was walking to CVS. Well, it's coming yesterday. back. It's coming it? back. I yeah, like not. so so now like the, the styles are moving away from uh super skinny. And now they're going to like more of a boyfriend gene or like a or like a dad gene. What's a boyfriend? Okay. Dad, well, like, dad, dad uh, makes more sense. I'm dad seeing dad. a lot of people now who are like well, who I would consider trendy that they're not wearing super skinny anymore. They're like they're Fram? just kind of like they look like fishermen, you know, pants. Or like I guess they're very comfortable, but yeah. there's a lot of room in the middle in, in the in the leg, kind of a little high riser, you know. I like them. I wish <laughs> I could I do that. Like I'm that. not so, I'm not fashion forward enough to be like. I'm going to walk in here with fisherman jeans on and take what Kevin has to give me. Yeah, no, you're I'm not. I'm just not. I can't. I'm not going to be able to deal with there. Kevin's criticism of whatever jean I'm wearing. I got to have the uh, follow-up fashion uh, moment, except a little bit different, that we had in Toronto. Remember when we went to that really, really, really nice steakhouse and we all walked up in T-shirts and sweatshirts? Oh, my God. I forgot and they looked at, that story. They looked at us, and one by one, they looked us up and down, up and down, and then like, they go... Are you going to a concert after this? <laughs> they're like, no. Like, the Abe Roman do? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I mean, they were lovely people. But it was that thing of like, what's happening? Why did these three tech bros, whoever, yeah, I Yeah, we never know. told the story about what happened in that restaurant. We never told the story oh, about, weird. about the fucking that went uh, to God. They I don't, down. Before I don't we jump to right. that and we can have a debate if there was fucking or not. 100% fucking. Last night it was the exact same thing where Jen and I are like, we're going to do a date night. We haven't done one yet. Let's go out. And she had to work late, of course, because she was breaking out her PAX booth. 
But then we're like, all right, here we go. And she dresses to the nines because we're just going to go to the steakhouse. She looks great. And I'm just schlubby Greg in my T-shirt and my hoodie went in there. And the the uh, manager was like complimenting her on the way to the table. They sat us and like they finished up. And then she kind of just looked at me and I'm like, wearing a bright blue sweatshirt at a steakhouse. Hi. <laughs> Greg Miller, kind of funny. It was the first time that I've actually like experienced. No, I take it. It's not the first Again, time. they were lovely. It wasn't the pretty room woman of like, I don't think this place is for you. It was just like really. You See, guys aren't dressed. I, I, I feel vibe. like we get spoiled. It was hundred percent that. I vibe. feel like we get spoiled yeah. being in San Francisco. The look up and down was that vibe, but then after that, yeah. everything was fine. Oh, everything was, that was fine. Like, yeah, I, like well, because the waiter it. wants to make money. Yeah, she, yeah, like, like, she doesn't. Off. <laughs> she um, the woman seating us doesn't like get give tips. Shit. Yeah, I'm all for dress codes, but when I move, like when I started really kind of experiencing the culture of, of, of San Francisco, especially the tech industry boom, like you'll go to yeah, culture smoke, smoke, man, smoke, smoke. Oh man, you know you go to like an smoke, epic steakhouse smoke. and you look around and it's a bunch of people that are from tech who are dressed like we are, but for all anyone fucking knows, like they're billionaires. You just don't know. So like I think we get that a lot here. Yeah. But when money, you take baby. that to like East Coast, people they look down at you like you're not shit. He's got to revive over there. You're not shit. Now, anyways, let's get to this. Nick, there was a, there was a raging hard-on debate at the steakhouse. If the couple to our left, in the middle of their meal, went to the bathroom and fucked. Oh, that's hot. Now, let me give you some evidence. Woo! That's hot. All right. Exhibit A! There's a man. Here's his condom. There's a woman. <laughs> we followed him in the bathroom while they were fucking. And they are approximately, what, 24? Uh-huh. Yeah. 23, Fair. 24. Fair. What level of hotness are these two people? Scale of 1 Good. to 10. Like they they look Solid like sevens. they they would work well together. Like I, t- I totally like you, buy them as a couple. Okay, let's, let's, the boyfriend let's, looked like a cousin of mine. Like he was just like stop some mincing dude. words. Would you watch these two people fuck? Hundred percent. Okay, that's yes. all I need to know. So yeah. what's there. the barrier? What's the barrier to entry? Pretty on that low. One? Pretty okay. low. Okay, but like, sure. I wouldn't. They're not hot. I mean, but like as we go around looking. the table, I would watch. Anyone fuck? Well, I thought she was hot. I saw anyone, her and I was like, oh, she's hot. Like, okay. I thought, I was, I, yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were both attractive. They're definitely attractive, right? So they're there, and you could tell that this was a big deal for them. Yes. That they're at this restaurant because it was a very unnecessarily fancy restaurant that looked like it was Harry Potter. Land. It's cool that you guys went without me, but right. Okay. So yeah. we're there. When you go to Toronto, we're watching them <laughs> enjoy their meal, and eventually they just stand up, all giggly. Multiple shit. courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple courses are happening in between courses. Get giggly, stand up, walk away, leave all their shit there. Their phone, phones, their Can- wallets. Canadians. Well, you have to leave their phones there. To, otherwise, they think you skipped out on them. Yeah. Like, I went to pick up some sweet potato fries from Nick, my local burger place. Please do me a favor. Never leave your phone anywhere. I left my keys and my sunglasses. And was I went to the bathroom with the number to indicate, oh like, God. hey, I'm coming back, but I've gone to the bathroom. Otherwise, like, I would have like, where the fuck did this guy go? And it worked because not only did no one steal my car, which I was worried about. Yeah. Now, yeah, I was. <laughs> I came back and they had taken the number and put the sweet potato fries down. I had done it after after I saw the Non-verbal Blair Witch uh, game demo a couple weeks ago. I went to uh, lunch next door and I went back and got a booth all the way at the back. And I was like, you know how I am. I have to wash. I was going to eat a sandwich. I had to wash my hands, but I was all alone. So I like left my sweatshirt and I think like notebook or whatever there. But like I was like fucking it's that thing where you I run into the bathroom and I'm like kicking the door open. <laughs> like, so still trying to keep like watching the bag, <laughs> kicking back open, see I mean, what the fuck's going on. To be fair, on. if I had walked out and someone had stolen my car, I would have been so happy. I want a new car <laughs> so bad. <laughs> just, I, I'm not stolen it because I had shit in the back that I did it, but if they just pulled it out and rammed it into another car, I'd have been like, oh, thank you. Now I can finally I put this like down. They just took like out right the there stuff from the back and put, put it, it on down the street. And like right there, it started yeah. the percolation <laughs> in Kevin's mind of how him and Cool Greg can steal Nick's car <laughs> and ditch it somewhere. Like how they can do a foolproof insurance scam. <laughs> oh I would know because I'd get in the car and I'd be like, Kevin, 
You know what I mean? Well, I think they were trying to do you a favor. Bunch like, of goat hair everywhere. Steal it. Oh, I thought they were going to do what you were going to do. Remember that, that fantasy where you're like, what if we fucking crash your car and it was the most stressed out you've ever been, but then we gave you a new car? How would you feel? Would you be mad? <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> and what it was, if you remember, we were both going to drive to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Car A would get there. You'd pull up in your car B. <laughs> Once you're out, we throw, throw a cinder a giant block. Cinder block. That's what it was. <laughs> now, to be fair, I'm all for this fantasy. If the next car you get me has a working air conditioning, sure, then I'd, that'd be fine. That would sure. alleviate my problem. I hate that your air conditioning is bad. You you told a story earlier today off the show that you drove to Tahoe, which is yeah. a three and a half hour drive, yeah. and had to keep pulling over to stop to air the car out because it was too hot. Yeah, what ha- what happens is That's if the inside of the car gets too hot, then the AC can't keep up with it because I think we have a leak of the heat, and so we kept pulling over just to, like put the car in shade. And then we get like a slurpee See, and just a flaw wash the car. Of the leather, though, man, I love leather in cars, but it just well, it goes both way with leathers because if it's freezing in there, the leather retains the coldness too. So yeah. back in the day when my car used to have great air conditioning, you'd have to like it would be not even a problem. It would be ice cold in there when it like turn you know temperature accordingly. But now it's just it gets to a point where we were fine when it was eighty five degrees. Then we started passing through Sacramento. It was one hundred and two, and the air started spitting out at me, warm with a little bit of moisture, and I was like, oh, like I'm gonna throw up. I was like, oh, this makes me want to throw up. And then you, you can't roll the windows down because it's 105 degree weather outside. You're just going to get hot heat yeah. in there. So I just had to sit with it. Meanwhile, the passenger side is better because that's where there is no leak. So my wife's like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm like, going. do you want to drive? She's Don't like, pull no. Over. no. Just buy a hose and put it over that vessel and bring it over to you. I was thinking about doing the thing where I was ta- uh, tape the vent shut. Vent. That's the word I was but looking then, for. Yeah, <laughs> the vessel. Man, I was like, vessel. And nobody <laughs> corrected me. I'm like, I am not in the right place. But, uh, but my wife's like, don't. Just let it go. Because we're, we're getting into trashy territory. Giggly. Mm-hmm. They get up. Go to the bathroom. How long have they gone to? I would say approximately 10 minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah, they fucked. Mm-hmm. I'd say a little over 10. They fucked. Either they fucked or they went to smoke cigarettes. That's the only other oh, thing. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. Because it is a steakhouse, there's multiple meals, and Kevin will attest, there is nothing better after the the appetizer and the first cocktail than going out, having a cigarette, maybe two, come back in, eat your steak, go out, have a cigarette, come back in, have dessert, have a cup of coffee. That's such a good point. Jack off under the table. I didn't even think of that. As somebody who never smokes, that didn't even occur to me. I bet they went to smoke. They they didn't look like smokers, though. They 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 look young enough where they knew not to smoke. And they left so much stuff there. I never saw, they had it all on the table. I never saw a vape pen or a pack yeah, of cigarettes. No, up no there. evidence. Maybe it was just in their pockets. No, but to me, the reason why I don't think they went to go and fuck because it was a nice steakhouse. That's why you but guys that's don't understand hot. this. It was, they, they, we, we, we were, were there, there and this was an event, and they're like, "We're gonna fucking but do." But we weren't at though. a grimy club or but, something. But here, here's what I'm going to ask you guys: as a person who why has, is that the point? You leave your mark. It's like this is a once in a lifetime thing we're doing. We got a romantic evening. Remember, he wanted to get bananas Fosters or whatever. One of those crazy. Oh, I love bananas Fosters. They light it on fire. Yeah, so lovely. I had that on a cruise ship for the first time. I was like, this is the best thing ever. My question is this: This is the all important question. Were the bathrooms individual, neutral gender bathrooms, or was it traditional man woman stalls, yada 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 urinals? It was man woman. I went to the restaurant. Okay, then there's no way because what are they going to do? Go into one of the bathrooms and start fucking while other guys are coming in because he's not going into the women's bathroom. So you're going to take her into the male's bathroom, men's bathroom, and you're not going to get caught. Come on, that's gross. Someone's going to come in and be like, you can't be doing that shit in here. They're going to look down, see high heels, getting pumped. Like, no, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I would think so. I'll put it to you this way. I used to, I went to a, uh, this is granted a different situation, but I was having dinner. (laughs) I was at my grandmother's funeral. No, (laughs) I went to a restaurant called the tipsy pig, which is in the Mm -hmm. marina. Mm -hmm. You've been there. You and I think been there together. Yeah, I love it. And it was a, I love fucking it. It was a Friday night. I think my buddy Stu and his wife were, were joining me and the missus, uh, to, to get just some, a cocktail and some dinner. And 
a couple tried to go and fuck in the the restroom there, and the guy like someone was like banging on the door, like you can't do that shit in here. Now, granted, it's a bar where That's apparently a, yeah. that happens all the time, but those are individual. Like you walk, and it's one of those like it's just mm-hmm. five doors with gender neutral bathrooms, and then the sinks like common sink, which I don't like by the way. No. I don't like washing my hands next to people. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable, but I'll get used to it. Um, but yeah, the guy was like, oh, this I'm shit happens you, all the time. This guy happened. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, did you, like you look over at a female, and you're like, did you just take a shit? And are you washing your hands? Because I, I just took a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I'll get over it. You it is, honestly it is a, say all this to the stranger. <laughs> it, is a, it is a societally conditioned issue. I will get over it. I'm getting over it. I'm working through it. Um, but the yeah. Tipsy Pig, is that what we went for Alfredo's birthday that one year? It might have been. No. Before no. you left? No. no. Okay, no. You guys went to someplace similar to that, but not that. Because oh, they, they, they had so the communal sinks. Where you just go to the restroom, you come out, and it's just like, hey, wash your hands, It's everybody. more popular than ever. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if it's a nice restaurant, you have to have a lot of balls to go into the men's room that's a shared men's room and bang it out for 12 minutes. Because that's just not... Uh, I think it's... You guys, man. You're taking a a gamble of... Do you... I mean, do you think... I I, I would say the percentage of people... I think there's... I think you're... (laughs) Oh, what do you think? (laughs) Let me tell you what I'm thinking. (laughs) What are you thinking? I'm saying I think the majority of people who went in there wouldn't report it. I think you it's a steakhouse and it was a Sunday night, right? I feel like remember it was them, it was a family next to us, right? That they all seemed kind of cool. I'm sure the dad would go in there and be like, "Ah, reminds me of my youth," kind of no, thing. Then you remember that table came in and they were all like 18 and had like yeah. chains and stuff and like they, they were, were they were definitely rappers, 100. percent They just made their first SoundCloud paycheck and they were like, "We're spending Let's it go all because it seemed like an entourage kind of situation." Yeah. Two, but the two guys to, to the left of me, to your right, were like just two guys on a business thing, sure, or maybe they were fucking. But it seemed like it was like they were both. Dressed up, they both had their their jacket like and for their work. suit and jacket on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were like talking about you know oh the latest readings of the whatever the Dow Jones yeah. quarterlies, quarterlies yeah. Mm-hmm. up and down. I'm saying a lot of those people would have walked in there and been like, "Poof, kids, totally." Or I remember just taking my 24 four year old girlfriend out of this. But or, I just I just feel like it's not <laughs> as subtle <laughs> they as you just guys would have turn around, and lean on the sink, and listen. For I don't a mean that. I don't mean like that. I just mean like walking and be like like those motherfuckers like in the same way we were. It was like they're motherfucking fucking. No, like, they were definitely thing. smoking, dude. They were definitely smoking. Yeah, God, Andy, because you're also, so innocent. Because also, it was 7.40 p.m. It wasn't like That's 11 p.m. Like wrong time for fucking. It's not fucking time. It, was, it wasn't 11 p.m. And, and people were hammered at this bar. Trying this to like, wasn't, God, God, guys, this wasn't fucking. This was making love. All right, <laughs> They were at a romantic dinner in between the lobster mac and cheese. Do you think she did that hot thing where girls do sometimes where they reach down and take the panties off and then just stuff it in your mouth? <laughs> 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 as soon as he started, I was like, it's not going to be a good thing. thing Kevin, you and your hand down, you got a question? Sometimes. Oh, I was just gonna say I've like I've only fucked around in like a nice. That's that's the thing is I don't like, know what it is. I know so many people. It's, it's about leaving your mark there. You know. What I, I don't want to know. You know? Totally. When I don't want to know. I don't like leaving my mark. I don't also, like that terminology. Like, that's what it when is. When it comes to, like you just have standing sex in a, in a men's like stall. Yeah, it's only not one that pair complicated. Of feet, you know what I mean? Where are the other pair of feet? They're, you're standing. They're, they're in the, the toilet. You're carrying them. You carry them. Back against that the wall. That sounds like a back problem yeah. way to happen. Ah, no. You know, too old. No. They're smoking cigarettes. The only time I've ever had sex in the bathroom was when it was a, it's a bar bathroom and it's one per, like one use only where it's just, it's the bathroom and yeah, you go yeah. and you lock the door and you're like, we have three minutes until someone notices that we're in here and start, starts banging on the thing. Luckily, I'll I really only need 30 minute. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. She, she goes like, ah, she <laughs> <just> <laughs> <needs> <laughs> <some pants laughs> <in your> <laughs> <laughs> what's for dessert? <laughs> 
<laughs> is he in the fantasy? The waiter comes up right as she does that. Is like, would you like to try the flan? <laughs> And then you're like, it's weird that this flan in the steak restaurant. It's flan. Why do you run flan in the bathroom? No, because it's at the table when this happened. Then you go into the bathroom. Oh, my God. That's all fancy I got right now with this hot couple that's a solid seven, maybe six. And they're... So she takes her panties off at the table. As like a... As like a mouge bouge. So to speak. <laughs> what the fuck, oh, Nick? Like a lanyard, like a like a little like a little appetizer okay, for what's about okay. to happen. Like a moose. Like it's for a moose. I'm sorry if you guys aren't cultured like I am. And she stuffs it in your mouth as the guy's coming up, and then you have to. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. He's like, "Would you like some of the flan?" And you go. Mm, 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 mm. And the guy's like, "We do have chocolate cake if you'd like, sir. It's chocolate molten lava cake." And you go. Mm, 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 I was gonna take 45 minutes. You have time for that? Yeah, it's fine. You should order that when you. So first you order that, down. spit it out, oh. and then go bang it up. Wait, so you're not even leaving him in. I thought she was like leading you through the, the restaurant with them in your mouth. No, I think she just wanted the, the scent to permeate oh, wow. inside your nostrils. Wow. Now, I won't, I won't <laughs> lie. I know a lot of people are going to make fun of him for that. I've read a lot of erotic fiction that does the exact same thing, alright? Yeah. Not the exact same thing, but you know. Did it's you, so uh, weird to me that you're really into erotic fiction. Why not? Did you write because that you, because you made, no, no, no. Because you kind of like almost shamed me and Nick one time for knowing way too much about porn. It was like in a camp no, podcast. You're fair, like, you guys know way too much about porn. To be fair, we know an unhealthy amount about porn. Greg sure. probably, if I had to guess, and I don't want you to confirm this, but I desperately want you to confirm this, I would guess Greg reads one little erotica, maybe a month. Oh, sure, I'm not, like, I'm not like out there. Like you're not out there. Like, gen, like you're not. Jen and Porter go to bed, and you're like, cool, and you take out the old book. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I get, I get like the story. giant manuscript yeah. that I put on my reading glasses. Like, man. Like, if there's I'm no. Going, I'm going through it like it's the giant Bible. There's like, like, but there's no actual pictures. They have to do it with carrots and like exclamation marks, like the boobs. You Tell know? you what, I had a, a, a big moment the other day where I was like, I, I watched a Pornhub video because yeah. that dirtiest porn thing they did. Do you like Pornhub? Then you'll love Dude, Pornhub Live. Biggie what a great tweeted tweet. that yesterday. Yeah, and it I was retweeted. the fucking funniest thing. Yeah. Isn't that just the most identifiable sentence? Yeah. It's never heard it. It's always life. the ad in the beginning where you can skip after like five seconds, but it's like, if you love Pornhub, you'll love Pornhub Live. And it's like a girl like just sticking shit inside of her or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then like and then and then you can skip the ad and start the video. Did you watch this dirtiest porn ever though? The, the porn they filmed on the disgusting beach? And every person who watches it. They're gonna give you. You know what I'm talking about, Kev? No. Do a Google because they have a, they have a safer work trailer explaining Wait. it better than I am. Go ahead. <laughs> Is this like chainmail? For every person that watches it, no. they get what? They're giving money to oh, get okay. plastics out of the ocean. Uh, I thought it was gonna be everyone. So it's these two people dies in seven days. It's like the ring. <laughs> if yeah, you don't jack you off to this <laughs> in seven days, you gotta get someone else to jack off to this, or else the girl comes out of your TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 Please pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you do you want some flan? Not happening, Cap. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> I didn't mean to mispronounce that. By no, the way. Just, I know it's flawed. It, was just, it, it made it funnier. Like it's I'm just sorry. Horrible. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you, this isn't working. Kevin, just show us. No. No, just show us. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's the ads. Can we talk about the ads? No. Jesus. Well, it's because he did the Kevin thing where I went one in and got processed a different way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg found it on Forbes. If you ever heard of Forbes, Tim is thirty under thirty. It's oh true. wow! I'm slacking yeah. into the control there. I, there we go. I'm hoping that it's there. It's it's not most disgusting porn ever. It's the dirtiest okay, porn well, ever. I'm, you know, I'm not a great listener. I know, but I still love. I would have said most disgusting porn too. Is there no video in it? Did they not do that? Jerks. So yeah. interesting. So for every if you yeah. click on, 
I think I'm. Yeah, let's watch it. Oh yeah, no. the, yeah. This is I'm assuming the safer work version because it's one sixteen. I'm sure it's fine. I'm, just, I'm, I'm scrubbing ahead. It's a just minute a, sixteen. I'm just, sure it's fine. Just a cursory scrub, as if we haven't oh seen minute sixteen videos that, that are not fine. Jesus. No, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. This is the. Ah. One. Yeah, grab it. Because I'm assuming you, you can grab a butt like that on YouTube, right? If Hell yeah, you can. I've seen worse than like beauty blockers. So yeah, they want. They have this. It, it's a really cool campaign. Am I the only one rock hard right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is about this filthy beach, but it's getting me going. Oh, that's that's a great graphic. Here's the yeah. fucking thing. Well, hold on, keep going, keep going. We shot adult film uh, in one of the most polluted beaches in the world, and help and to help clean it up. This is very not safe for work. We want to no, get dirty. Fine. No, no. This is this is exactly it. So like right now, if you're an audio listener. Who's she just dropped your knees to give him a blowjob, but there's garbage blocking it. And then, so there's this porn they filmed on this beach of these two people fucking. The porn b begins when he grabs this and moves it away. And then it, you just get into a porn, but then it's these two fucking while all these people walk around cleaning up the beach in their little weird aim outfits. And then That's every time crazy. you, I forget, I forget how, what, how it works. It was in it earlier. Every time somebody watches it, you know, they do, they donate X amount. Kevin, can you do me? Oh, Why did we click off of that one? Can you Google <laughs> that? just a whole lot of blowjobs. Can you Google Leo Lulu? All one word. L-E-O. L-E-U. L-E-U. No. Good job, Kevin. Cutting that one early. Good yeah. job, bud. Oh, my God. That was intense. Kevin's reaction. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> oh, man. That was a big dick. <laughs> Jesus. Big, big old uncut. No wonder you two fucking blocking our shit. But I went and watched that, and I was like, yeah, good for you guys. I mean, I'm telling you right now, everyone has a bad. It's porn still has. Uh, it's still stigmatized. It shouldn't be. I mean, it, it is. Still be. It, it is, is, but it's not nearly as bad. It's, it, it is one of those it's stigmatized things. Stigmatized like, by like fucking. I don't know, Mike Huckabee. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 it, it's that's still something that could be used potentially against uh, people in a political sphere for sure. But like, I just feel like we all we all have to do our part. So everyone tonight, including you, Greg, uh -huh. we have to go jack off this video and then Facetime each other while it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys seeing this part? Yeah, I'm at this part. It's a great part. <laughs> Why? That's how we talk, talking, yeah. talking yeah. I don't know, man. We all sound the same and look the same. Oh, okay. Who is the porn actress in it's it? Le Leo Lulu. I just didn't know, because that was the only name there. I was wondering if it was the male or female. I'm guessing it's video. her. She's hot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, that's, that's enough. Well, you can show us. Oh, I'm sure the kids. I'm sure the kids at home, the kids at home are definitely googling this. Kevin, scroll Come back, down. Kev, you want to show? Uh, no, Jesus Christ, what? I mean, just show us. Oh my Jesus, God. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a, a big, big one. one. <laughs> Jesus. For a second, I thought, I was like, what is coming out of her vagina? I thought she was oh, like, not coming out I thought it was like a, like a poop, but it was a big old dick. It's a big old fat donger. <laughs> what a ding dong. It's a fucking big old ding dong. That's a ding dong XL if I ever saw one. I love porn way too much. Oh, in unison. That's a big one. <laughs> we said it at the same time. It's big. That's a big one. Do you think it's like fun to have that big of a dick? No. I feel like at a certain point, it would be with your, when you're with your guy friends, right? Because you'd be like, no matter what, I have a bigger dick than you guys, right? That, that's how you would throw that around. Like, we'd be like, hey, how do we settle so times? No matter what. Oh my what. god, man. I'm fucking like, you okay? You like, hey, laughter. Holy shit. Oh. That was so funny, dude. That's, that's a, a big, big one. one. <laughs> yeah, having a big dick should be pretty cool. 
I'll look but forward to it. It's probably not, day. right? <laughs> You're still growing <laughs> your beard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like growing I'm only into 31. Your ears. I got time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, cutting just totally changing subjects, right? Sure. Well, what are you going to talk Do we have like an ad to cut to or whatever? Do you want me to cut to an ad? <laughs> no. no. Not after uh, that. I mean, we should yeah, probably yeah, give yeah, it yeah, a, you gotta a, a wide berth. Yeah. No. Um, I uh, I heard you all talking about Chappelle's special. In Chappelle, the back. yes, we watched it, and I know you had some criticisms of it last week. I don't know if we want to talk yeah. about the podcast or off air. I'm only halfway through. Uh, oh, you're halfway through. It. Okay. Um, I th- my, yeah, my criticisms it. with it like weren't. I do think it obviously like he's going for the edgy jokes. He's going for definitely like, going for the edgy. He's jokes. definitely going for the edgy jokes. But I um, for I'd say about seventy five percent of it maybe I felt like just wasn't very creative. Those mm. are my main criticisms where. A lot of these jokes are jokes I see uh, on Twitter from really lame, unfunny people. Yeah. And so when those styles are coming from who I think is like one of the more creative comics, if not the most creative comic and like almost just like a genius. Like whenever he does his specials, you at the end of it, you're always just like, wow, that was like something really special. This I didn't really get much of that. I think there were like definitely some laughs here and there. Um, aside from like the, I'm not really grading this on the like, oh, he punched down a lot. I, I do think a lot of that stuff was like kind of whatever, but for I don't the most part. he down too much though. Cause I mean, like, really? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. There was, there's a solid I middle section. Is, from what I've seen, it is 90% punch down. Really? But like, mm. that's, it's, I think that he did a, your percentages, I pretty much agree with where it's like, I feel like so much of it's generic, but I thought he got to interesting punchlines. It's just the question <clears> is, is it worth it? At the end of the day, and I feel See, like compared to his other standards, I feel I like here, here's was. what I think the problem is: is that information and those jokes are moving too fast. So if you try to be topical, it's impossible to have a take on it that we all haven't seen 15 times. This is a problem I saw. I see with a lot of people, specials like Rogan or people who are trying to be more like trying to do topical humor about stuff. Is that the world's just moving too fast? So by the time they get to their take on it, we've already seen that take. Similar to Chris Rock's last special when he talks about like the gun control issue, and people always have the criticism of like, oh, well, someone couldn't kill as many people with a knife. He had the same the same take that I've seen on Twitter before, but I still laughed only because the power of his delivery and his performance. And that's what I liked about Dave Chappelle. He's just fucking an amazing performer. And yeah, some of his jokes, I feel like some of his jokes were underdeveloped. I think specifically the stuff that he talked about with the gay community and the trans community, I felt I'm like, if you're going to broach those topics and you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to be out on that limb with you, this shit better fucking hit and it better be really, really sharp. And I just feel like it wasn't as sharp as it could have been. It felt really like unprepared. Some of it, it it just felt underdeveloped to a degree. But I have that same criticism with everyone special. There's 20 minutes of Ricky Gervais's special he talks about being an ape i'm like this is not good but that, the stuff and before and yeah. after that i was like this is fucking genius well that's the stuff that i'm sort of like alluding to where or, or, or sort of um what's what i'm looking for i'm really bad referring at words. to yeah referring to yeah. um where uh we, we see jokes we the, see <laughs> sorry greg just finished his moon pie cleaned it up because i criticized him about it while you were talking I was gonna do it no matter and then what, folded up the plastic in the loudest possible fashion and stuffed it in his back pocket i do that all the time it wasn't it was trying. It was the longest fashion that went on way too long. Of me so over here, over here, over here. Yeah, I, I think we see those jokes a lot on uh, on the two sides of Twitter. I think we can be kind of you know. Oh, it's yeah, both open sides. about this. It's, you know, it's a lot of the people on the right who are like oh, transgendered people saying that they identify as something that they think they are, or whatever. And like, well, I identify as an Apache helicopter. That's like the joke that gets recycled. Sure. Nonstop. You see I that all as a bald the, eagle. Yeah, you see that sure. fucking joke all the time or whatever. And that's what Gervais did with the, well, I identify as an ape. And I was like, this just isn't even creative or like, you know, this is really and, low level sort of and shit. His, and his doing the, uh, I had, what if I was a Chinese 
like person stuck in a black guy's body like that that joke i felt was underdeveloped i felt i just felt like th- those are such hot uh topics like hot button topics that you really have to have a different angle on them to get people not to immediately react like oh god dude do are we talking about this again similar to like anytime anyone brings up trump in comedy i'm like oh come on like this better be the fucking smartest, funniest thing I've ever seen because I am so tired of hearing jokes about Donald Trump. Yeah. Just so fucking tired about it. Even if they are valid criticisms, it needs to be next level. But I do think that I applaud him for the joke he made about where he starts off with where he was like talking about like uh, reviews and he's like, who am I? And he goes through, he goes, it's you motherfuckers. You, you yeah, are the ones the that I'm talking about. And he talks about the entire audience. He's like you guys are the worst fucking people to entertain in the history of humanity, you're all too fucking critical. And an audience is laughing. He's like, yeah, keep laughing, motherfuckers. Like, yeah. but you guys are going to be the ones that go on Twitter and bash me after this. He's, he's doing impressions. And the second impression he does is, like, here's my second impression. Uh, hey, uh, I'm going to make fun of you, duh. If you did something 10 years ago, I'm going to find out about it, duh. And he's like, who am I? And there you hear a couple of people like Trump or whatever. This is Chappelle. He, yeah, yeah, Chappelle. He's like, no, it's you. Like, I'm yeah. making fun of you right now. And uh, and I, I some of that stuff I thought was creative. It resonates because like, you haven't heard that before. And yeah. I feel like that's the thing is he's such a good performer. He's so good that that's why I wish that the content was there. Like I wish the content was there hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Not just but that's that's an imp- thirty to forty. But that's an impossible. Ask. But not when you're Dave Chappelle. Yeah, but I mean, any I mean, we start. We're we're all very very. The the other issues we're all very very savvy when it comes to stand up now because we've seen so many specials back to back that the bar has been set so high it's impossible to hit. See, my thing is like I feel like name one perfect special. But it's not even about being set so high. It's like just at least killing them hit, hit some type of bar. Then. But killing him softly could be con- c- criticized for not being uh, topical enough for him just t- telling silly stories about. You know, his white friend that are clearly fake. He doesn't have a friend named Chip. Those are all made up, right? And when he dips into that material here, it almost feels like antiquated, where you're like, like he tells, the, wait, I forgot what story he told, but he's told one story where you're like, this is clearly fake. Oh, it was the, the the story about someone breaking into his house where he's like the crackhead broken, or the heroin addict broken into his house. You're like, that's not, this is, it's weird because you're veering off now into shit that's clearly made up. And I want you to go back to the topical stuff about criticizing the audience for their harsh criticisms of you. Yeah, I guess I just, like, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not asking for a perfect special, yeah. but, but I, I, I know what to expect. I know that with most specials I watch, I might enjoy maybe 60% of it. Sure. Uh, but I do feel like this, he should be held to a higher standard because he is Dave Chappelle. And I liked his last two specials a lot. Like I, I, I enjoyed a pretty big majority of those, mm. just the content. I thought the jokes are creative and funny. I thought the one where he's sitting down in that bar, the very, very sort of introspective in one. I thought room, I, yeah. I, that story that he I tells at the best. end was so well done and so well crafted. And I felt like this special That's doesn't have much of that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not like this is his third go around or something like he's been doing this forever. So it's, it's not like we're hitting sophomore slump levels of Dave Chappelle where it's like, oh, his first two were so good, but now he's like, now we can sort of see where the, the material's struggling. No, this is like one of the best to ever do it. And I feel like the, I don't know, those levels of creativity that I expect from this sort of comedic genius, I just didn't really see much of. See, for me, I admire him because when you're at the top like that, you have to take big swings and you gotta, you're going to have some big misses. And that's just the way it goes. I do, I do agree that a lot of the stuff felt underdeveloped. I will argue that. I could point to a solid 15, 20 minutes of anyone special that's been released in the 10 years that <clears throat> the last 10 years has been underdeveloped. And that's across the board. I don't care who you're talking about. Nothing's perfect. Um, but I do think that when it did hit for me, I was like, oh, my God, because he is not afraid to go out on that limb. And that's what I, I will always respect about Dave Chappelle is you might not agree about the topic uh, and, and his take on it, but he is taking on every like uh, hot button topic head on. 
And I like that about him. And some of them, like, oh my god, yeah. Some of it, like, made me think, like, oh Jesus Christ, like, don't talk about that. Like, you're you're gonna get ripped apart. And your take on that is really really weird. Like his Michael Jackson stuff. I was like, I can't what tell if he's kid. I can't tell if he's kid. Well, he he starts the joke off with, I I don't believe the kids that in the interview. And then it, I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I know you're kidding, or are you kidding? I'm not quite sure. And then by the end of it, you're like, okay, this is just a long joke, a long long setup to make a Home Alone joke, which is hilarious. Um, but still, like. I think there's so many comics out there that are afraid to broach these topics or broach these subjects. Are there? <laughs> like, I feel tons. like I feel like we in comedy, especially in the Netflix comedy scene right now, it's like we're seeing there's two camps. There's the people that are not afraid, and that's all they'll fucking talk about is how not afraid they are to tell these jokes. And then there's the other people that just don't make the jokes. I don't think that they're afraid to make the jokes. Like you, yeah, you, but to me that, you have to take a big swing. I think this is the littlest swing you could possibly take. Oh, I disagree. He's going to take so He took so much shit for this already, but it's because he wants to get out Guess there and be polarizing. Happen. His next special he does is going to semi-apologize for this and be something that is pushing the art forward because all it is is getting the headlines to get the conversation. Well, nobody's canceling shit. Space, like he, he definitely is knows that if he broaches, if he has a joke, about the entire uh, gay and lesbian community and trans community, he knows that's going to be the thing people write about. He knows it. He's not stupid. He's putting that stuff in there on purpose because he wants to be polarizing and he wants to he wants to have people talk about him like that. That's um, not a big swing. It's just like or it's like a sucker punch more than a, a swing. It's a swing to me in that he's going out on a limb and that he's having a take on it that is against the uh, hyper liberal liberal grain, right? Where he's not going up there and. And saying something that I, as a person who is a liberal in San Francisco, would expect him to say. What does he say exactly? Uh, just every too every, much. Okay. No, no. Well, I mean, nothing. I, I mean, he I has mean, a really too much to summarize. Yeah, yeah too totally. much. To summarize. Yeah, the whole thing. It's like, has, it's I mean, let's put it this way. Really he starts. Off, he starts off with an Anthony Bourdain suicide joke. That is okay. like his first. Well, not his first joke, but and also I feel like they cut some of the, the beginning out of it. But that's just me because it just starts with him like on stage already. I'm like, what did they cut out of the first ten minutes of this? Maybe mm. it was just him warming the crowd up. Who knows. Um, but he starts with the suicide joke. He, like, he, okay. does, he does the very easy joke of like, you people in the alphabet community, the L's, the G's, the B's, and the T's. Yeah. Like the alphabet joke, it's like, that's so fucking overdone. Like, see, and, and that, that was the one part that I'm like, Dave, come on. We, we got, I expect more from you in, in instances like that. And again, I said there's maybe 20 minutes of that where I'm like, that's not his best stuff. But I thought overall the rest of it I thought was entertaining because I think he he broached those topics not to be a dick, but to set up a punchline that I felt hit. Now, whether or not you, you thought that was funny is, is I mean, that's up to you. That's subjective. It's comedy. It's all subjective. But I thought a lot of his stuff while being really, really intense still made me laugh. And I, and I like that he can do that. I like that he is a master of his craft where he can start by saying, I don't believe in the people that came out against Michael Jackson. And I could be like, I don't know, dude, that's it's this pretty harsh proof and then by the end i'm laughing at his punchline that to me is why dave Chappelle is one of the, is probably the greatest living comedian right now but i also understand completely why you might have criticisms of it again it's subjective and you might not like people don't like quote-unquote edgy humor um and i do feel he dips into areas where he's being edgy for edgy's sake which is unfortunate because you are leaving yourself open it's the criticism. problem is i like edgy humor i just want it to be original and funny yeah and it's just like i feel like so often in this it's just not but when it is, it is. The yeah. Home Alone thing was hilarious. Was hilarious. And was that edgy and really weird to get there? Totally. Yeah. But it was worth it in the end. Totally Whereas like it. a lot of the other stuff, it's like, this is just a variation on a bad joke we've heard a bunch of times, and your punchline wasn't worth it. And it's just, I just feel like it's such low-hanging fruit, and it's like, it is just edgy for edgy's sake to begin with. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to say some stuff that people aren't going to expect. I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I'm going to. It's like, say something about it then. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do feel like a lot of it wasn't even... I wouldn't even say not his best stuff. I would just say just overwhelmingly his worst stuff that I've seen in any of his specials. Uh, 
Interesting. I thought the I thought the one where he came uh, the first one he came back after a long time the one that was only thing in Texas I didn't like that one very much. I that was so one far he, I like that one less than this. Really? Yeah, because because really? that was wow. that was the one to me where I thought I, was, I for the first time in my life listening to Dave Chappelle talk I was like he's tone deaf. He's making jokes that are using specific words that are just not funny anymore. Like those are words that we would have thrown around as as, as uh, inflammatory terms back in the day to each other, and now it's just like. I hear those. I'm like, I just, there's nothing there for me, you know. Like using the word trainee or using the word faggot. Like those words to me, I'm like, I don't know, man. Is like he we for punchlines. He was it? back in in that first special, like, and he got criticism for using that word specifically, um, the word trainee, and he was like, trainees this, trainees that, and people are just like, dude, like, there's got to be a better way to like to articulate yourself with that. And then he came on and apologized about that, but mm-hmm. then made a, made a joke about that, which I think started him on where he's at now, which is to be a little bit more meta with the criticisms that are coming at him and why they're coming at him. And let's make fun of those, but let's also take them apart and, and analyze them, which is what he did in the belly room show as well. Gotcha. It just reminds me of a, uh, of Louis CK coming back from, I mean, not that he ever came back, but oh, he's he back. came back strong to Don't tell Louis CK a that, different crowd. He doesn't think so. He came strong back to a different crowd uh, who are like, yeah, yeah but let's get that edgy humor. But he came back with like, you know, all oh, these kids whining about their friends being killed. Like, is that, Sure, it's very, very edgy, but is the punchline of this going to be worth it? And yeah. it was not. No. Like, but, but but again, but with Louis, and I'm not I'm not defending Louis because I still think he has a longer road if he wants to mount a comeback. But in in his defense, one of the hardest things you could possibly do, and this just goes across the board for any big, huge like A list comedians, is develop material. You know that joke. If when and if he has, gets another special, I guarantee we'll have a different punchline because it's him just working through material. It's just the difference is if you and I go to a comedy club, we can work through material in relative anima, uh, anonymity. Louis C.K. goes, there's fucking eight reporters there waiting to write anything that he possibly said that could be offensive because they know it's going to get clicks. They know that people are going to be interested in that, myself included. I'm like, I want to know if he's bombing on stage or said something inappropriate because I still think he has a lot to make up for. Um, it's hard. You know, and that's the, when I watched comedians in cars getting coffee. Eddie Murphy talked about that. Oh, right that's here. what I was, I was going to ask yeah. you about because Eddie Murphy's coming back with a special. Right, it's coming back is seventy million dollars purportedly from Netflix to do his first special Saturday Night Live. Leading into it, when, when is it? Which is fucking don't know. crazy. You have to understand, Eddie Murphy hosting Saturday Night Live is a huge deal. He has like disassociated himself from that show for so long to the point where like when they did, I think it was like the 25th anniversary. He was like the only person that wasn't there because he fucking just hates Lauren, Lauren Michaels. Um, I'm going in there with like the lowest of expectations with with Eddie Eddie Murphy's. It's going to be hard. We'll see. But here's the thing. I don't I don't think the reason why I assume it will probably be bad is because it reminds me of any older comic. Chris Rock, man. Like I, I feel like a lot of those. Of those, the older acts like Dana Carvey and uh, Steve Martin had their like duo thing their and thing. No, uh, that was it, uh, Martin Short. Oh, Martin, Martin Short. Sorry, Dana sorry, Carvey's sorry. last, but uh, uh, I don't, I don't think I watched his last special. But there's a great uh, documentary about the Dana Carvey show that is fucking. Genius. I just feel like a lot of it doesn't uh, like it. Just isn't. I don't know. But it's it's, it's hard to explain. Just, no, not even just Tony. But just like I feel like these older comics just well, don't touch, have it anymore. Like you know, it's it's to, older jokes and it's like weird kind of character humor that. It's it's like if somebody were to make if Jim Carrey were to make the mask today, mm-hmm. like we do that. What the fuck That's is just this true. shit? Yeah, like, yeah. And this is the way with Eddie. Where like I, I I watched him on comedians and cars, and I was like, oh, I forgot how fucking funny he is and how charismatic the guy is. But he hasn't put himself out there like that in a long time, so it's going to be hard for him. And he talks about it. He's like, I got to get back in the clubs, and I am not looking forward to it because he said when he left, every single time he'd go into a club and say anything about anyone, it would get written up in the fucking New York Times. And that's really, really difficult for a comic to go in there and feel 
that he can be vulnerable and develop that material in front of an audience. That's the only way to do it, by the way. You can't sit in your house and, and write something and think, oh, cool, I got an hour special. You've got to get on the road. You've got to be doing that five, six nights out of the week, two shows a night, and just and just and 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 hacking at it. And you know, Dave Chappelle does do that. And 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 with all that work, this is what we got, which is a, what I would consider, yeah, a flawed special. It's not perfect, but I don't know. Like yeah. Eddie will be interesting because is he going to come back? Like last time he did a special. It's wildly held that it's yeah, the we'll most see. inappropriate fucking thing I, anyone's ever done. I feel like Eddie has grown so much in, in so many different directions. I don't use grown necessarily as a good thing. Just like he has changed in so many different ways. We'll see what this is. Is it going to be his more old school type comedy or is it going to be kind of a meta look at how he's changed, how the industry's changed and all that? Some sort it of retrospective. Be, it could be interesting. I would love that. I would love for him to get real about what his life was like back then and how he's changed and why he hasn't done comedy in so long. What I don't want is I don't want him to do an Ellen Jetter special where it's clearly written by someone else. She didn't rehearse it that much. And it just is like, there's nothing there. For I me. loved her special. I couldn't get through it. I thought she nailed I it. I love Ellen to death. I think she's a national treasure. And I was just like, I don't, this is, okay. I thought that was one of the better specials to come out in the last year. Really? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'll say I the, uh, get into it. I will, uh, Greg, I'll say my favorite joke from the Dave Chappelle special. Sure. Was, uh, him talking about, you know, gun issues in America and, <laughs> and we need, joke. we need to find a way, we need to fix this issue. Uh, there's, you know, there's too much gun violence and us as black Americans need to go out and register to buy a weapon because <laughs> like you think he's going to say and vote yeah, these yeah, people yeah. Out, buy a weapon because if uh, so, if every black person in America has a gun, this shit will be banned immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought, I thought that line was like so fucking brilliant. Again, yeah, yeah, that's a brilliant take. And, I, and he has a couple takes on like, uh, the Jesse Smollett stuff that I thought was actually really funny. Yeah. That was some pretty, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, and that's the thing. Dave's at his best when he's sort of like letting you in on the, on the, what's like the, letting you be in on the, in the know, you know, where he's letting you in on like the joke that you just don't think of. But yeah, I mean, I'll agree. Again, I, you said you had your criticisms, and I went in sort of thinking like, okay, this is this is going to be intense, and there was some of it that really did was disappointing. But overall, I thought it was a solid special. I I went in only hearing all the like criticism of it, so I was like, oh shit, this is going to be rough because I already had my problems with some of his other ones, and we, I started watching them like, this is not that bad. Like a lot of these jokes are funny. Some of them I heard a million times. Like I still expect better of you, but like. Uh, I just feel like it's great. so hit or miss where it's like there'll be a moment of the the gun joke which I thought I've never heard that before and that's great and then there'll be moments where it's just like the Chinese person and the black person's body is yeah. just like what are you doing man yeah but Eddie Murphy hosting SNL December 21st no date I can find for his Netflix thing but I would imagine you're timing it around that obviously that'd be why would, be I would think it. so also worth pointing out too in this uh, New York Times piece here it's talking about he did Bury the hatchet just in time to make a short sentimental appearance on the SNL 40th anniversary special. Ah, got it. Okay. My apologies. So, but it's still a huge deal. He's coming back to host. Yeah. He's never done that. that oh, I do remember that appearance actually. Because yeah. he's never. Yeah, he's been invited deal. back a Where lot. Where were you about 20 host. minutes ago on the podcast? I don't know. Sorry, I forgot about that. But I remember it. Like it's you forget. Too late. It didn't help. You didn't give me a chance to mention it. I literally. I'm giving <laughs> you I remember. All the I remembered it, dude. I remembered that. Um, I you tried for, to mention. You forget though how big of a deal Eddie Murphy used to be. Like he's still a. Relatively big deal as far as but like everyone owned, knows I mean, him. In the 80s, he owned. I mean, he's like credited for all, like saving SNL. Yeah, you know, he like was he, fucking Michael Jordan, dude. Like, oh, well, not fucking Mike. He wasn't fucking him. <laughs> hey, if he did, it's cool. But he was basically Michael Jordan back then. Like, he was a, a giant name that was on an astronomical level of celebrity. So big. Yeah, yeah. and it all just kind of. I mean, I guess he continued into Nutty Professor. So I can't say it really came crashing down. No, no. I mean, I think that he, was super popular. I think, the, like I think the Twilight of his yeah. career has been amazing. Like, I think all those series that he's done uh, that are more kid oriented have just, you know, they've been Doctor great. Doctor Doolittle. 
I watched the Doctor Doolittle's. I watched the the Clumps. <laughs> I watched all those. Did yeah. you know? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched them all. I mean, I love Eddie Murphy, so I was like, I'll go with you on. I'll go I'll go with you on this ride of uh, of Boomerang and all these other movies that followed Boomerang. Actually, Boomerang. That's a poor example. That's a great. I'm thinking of the one Metro, where he was like, I'm gonna be a cop. And I'm like, oh, you can't. You can't be a cop. What anymore. was the one with the uh, with um, where he had the braces? Oh, uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. Bowfinger. 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 I love Bowfinger. Bowfinger. I love that movie. But like the thing about Eddie that I think is going to be hard is for him to come back is that I don't think he realizes how important it is to let go of that perception of yourself as being a triple A star. I don't we don't have that anymore. Triple A stars can appear on TV in YouTube videos. They can go to clubs. They can be on Twitter. They can have their own YouTube channel. They can do all these things. And I think he's just not there yet. And that's my big question is, is he going to be able to adapt to coming back to not only being a household name, but someone who is synonymous through all these platforms? Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. The big problem is with these celebrities is it hits a point where their standup isn't comedy. It's just the celebrity talking on stage. Like Kevin Hart at this point is not comedy anymore. It's just I'm Kevin Hart. I'm just going to talk for an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, like, that was with, my with criticism Eddie. with Ellen's too, where she yeah, was like, I'm just totally. going to talk about being Ellen. But I was I like, thought she, cool for the first 20 minutes. I thought she nailed that. Whereas like some of the Kevin Hart stuff, it's like, all right, like you just bring out the it, rock. It doesn't. Yeah. It feels very <laughs> much like at any moment the rock could come out. Like it's like more of like a hype moment than, a, you know, two sure. comedy special. Luckily he's okay. He got into a really bad car. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. I didn't hear about that at all. He yeah. got, had like major back injuries in a car wreck. Like Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. But his wife came out and said, "No, he's he's going to be completely fine." Was he? Uh, I, don't, I didn't read the article, but he like bounced from the scene, right? Was he? Drunk? I don't know. I don't think so. Another, uh, no, another car hit them and bounced. But I think he left the scene. He fled the scene, didn't he? That's what someone Kevin was telling me. Yeah. I don't think he could. Uh, he was like uh, so yeah, fucked was up he that he was up? just okay. yeah. Good. I'm well, glad. Like, she phrased it. I, I, like, I, I just didn't know if it was up. like a, a, a substance. Reading thing. from CNN here, updated this: uh, actor, comedian Kevin Hart, and two others were involved in a car crash in Calabas. Calabasas, Calabasas. Uh, California, early Sunday, according to California Highway Patrol. Uh, Hart and the driver, Jared Black, sustained major back injuries and were transported to nearby hospitals for treatment, uh, the report states. Black was driving Hart's 1970 Plymouth Barracuda, according to the report, when he lost control of the vehicle and went off the road and rolled down an embankment. Two of the three occupants were trapped inside the vehicle. Hart left the scene to his nearby residence to get medical attention, the report states. Uh, Patrol officers determined uh, that Black was not under the influence of alcohol at the time of the collision. The third occupant did not suffer any substantial injuries. CNS contact representatives. Hart's wife, uh, Iniko Parrish, told TMZ in a video interview on Monday that her husband was going to be just fine. Uh, Hart bought the the Plymouth... Hart bought the Plymouth... Back in That's July, a as a 40th yeah, birthday it. gift to himself. That's gorgeous. Unique oh, New York. Bad. That is a gorgeous Barracuda. <laughs> I'm sure he can afford another one when the time. Comes. No, I know. On uh, an Instagram post Saturday, he wrote that he was happy to not be traveling over the holiday weekend. Oh, it's him jumping into a pool. God, his house is Well, I'm happy we, you know, we'll see more. Uh, I'm glad he's okay. We'll see more of him in Fast and Furious. Don't spoil it. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If they didn't see the movie, they don't know he's, he's even in it. You know? No, they know by now. They know by now. They know. Let them know. They watched our review. Do you know, Andy? Do you know who our sponsors are? Exactly. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Crushed it. This episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy and getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. You know my story well. Moved to San Francisco, had to take out a loan, and I did not have a good interest rate. This 
Upstart would have been a lot of help for me because Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. And the best part, once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their weddings, or make large purchases. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Our other sponsor, Bespoke Post. With their box of awesome, Bespoke Post sends you the best stuff every month. They test everything in the box of awesome themselves from style to grooming goods to barware, cooking tools and outdoor gear. Every product gets put through the ringer before it gets put inside the monthly box of awesome. Tim's been getting these for us. He loves them. Him and G are enjoying all the different stuff. He got, I mean, Tim's already stylish, but the box is helping him be even more stylish. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has only $70 worth of gear inside. To get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up, go to boxofawesome.com and enter the code KINDA at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code KINDA for 20% off your first box. One of my favorite things is that sometimes you go, our sponsors, okay, we're back, and people try to figure out if you moved. Oh, really? But yeah. I haven't seen that. that comments, people are like, ah, I almost didn't move. It's almost perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, for sure. I will not remember. But one week, I will do that. I will not move on purpose, all right? Tim, what do you want to talk about? Uh, another thing that happened to us when we were in Toronto. Toronto. And Andy, we're walking, and we saw some kids with backpacks. And it got me thinking. I'm like, how crazy is it that never again in our lives... Do we have to go to school? Unless you want to. Do we have to deal with school? Yeah. But I mean, we don't have to, though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. None of us at this table are ever going back to school. Dude, it's to the point where I've had friends that are like, I'm going to go back and get my master's degree. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Why would you do this to yourself? When I graduated college, I had one. I had a moment the next day. Remember that next day when you woke up and you're like, I don't have fucking anything to do. I don't have to be anywhere. I have a job. Okay. I was going to say, I I had a job like two days away. But I don't have, like, I'm done. I don't ever have to go to a class I don't want to go to anymore. Yeah, I got to go to the shitty job that I'm probably going to get fired for uh, from twice. Because uh, mm, when you punch the point of sales. Yeah, and then I called the manager a bitch. It was not my best hour. Um, that was a different restaurant. I was still at Best Buy. Uh, but when I this just, happened, you yeah. were probably four years old. All right? <laughs> I just can't imagine going to school. I, I mean, I it's never just such a fundamental again. shift in your life where it's like school is so important to you for so long. I mean, even at this point in our, years of your life. At this point in our age, like for all of us, it's at least half of our lives that we had to go to school, go through this, this function, this pomp and circumstance of doing the test, doing homework, having summer, having to stress about summer reading, having to worry about classes you have to oh, get the next reading. semester. Oh. Reading was the worst. Why are you invading my summer? I don't want to read where the red fern grows. I don't care where it grows. Stupid. Where does it I'm grow? I'm not a botanist. Somebody just Google it. Exactly. Okay, if I have tomorrow. Yeah, as well, the dead dogs. But like all the, all the processes that we'll never have to worry about, whether it's doing homework, doing the reading, picking classes, stressing about, you know, finals coming up, like yeah. all of that. It's just we just don't have that. It's, it's like great. things are different now. The like other things have, to stress about. New, yeah. the, new other things to stress about and just like work and life and just all the health issues and things. Sure. But it's like Adult school. Shit. 
is just such a shared experience that everybody has. And then all of a sudden you don't. Yeah. I just yeah. look, I look back on that and I'm like, why was it so long? <laughs> you know, it was so long. So it was long. so long. Four so years long. of college. Why? I'll never forget why? my friend's mom getting really pissed why? off at me when we were in their car. It was me and my friend, his mom driving somewhere. And I was like, why do we have to go to school for nine months, eight months out of the year? Like, it's just, it's just taking away our lives. And she was like, mm, no. She was like getting it out of because she was no. like this because I'm a mom I don't want to deal with you from the hours of eight <laughs> to three. No, so she was basically just like, <laughs> like, look, you know, this shit is important, and she was like trying to get it out of my friend's head that like, hey, don't believe in what Andy and Andy's says. Andy's like, let's go be in a band. That was last time Andy was ever in that carpool. <laughs> well, no, it's it's actually the same family where like it got late at night one time. <laughs> Wait, okay, ooh, you sure you want to hear I, this one? <laughs> I think I told you this. I think I mentioned this already on a, like maybe an old gog, but like yeah, I was at the werewolves. I was at this family's house and they, you know, it was getting late at night. It was like it was a summer day. It was a weekday during the summer. And <laughs> the dad walked in the room and was like, "Hey, so uh your parents going to pick you up?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get in touch with them." They just, he was like, "All right, well, you know, you got to figure out a way to get home." So I was like, what do you mean? Like, what? I've never heard this story. No, I've never yeah, heard this story. Yeah, it was just, it was just, as weird. opposed to him being like, okay, I'll take, take you, you home take if it gets too late. Or I'll take you home, or just stay here, or whatever. It was a, it was a summer. Like, Maybe that, that was his way of saying, like, it's time for you to leave. It definitely was. No, that's what it was. That's it was 100% saying. that. Yeah. But it was like, Which is it not was, what you do to children. But it was so bizarre because it was like, you know, these are all <laughs> of our, my mom. these are all of our friends, like, you know, any uh, any of my other friends' family members would be like, I'll just stay here if you want. Like, ah, no worries, no problem. But he was like, all right, well, you know. Yeah, I just gotta guess you gotta find a way. Keep calling your dad, I guess, you know. And I'll just Wait, how old were you? Uh maybe like thirteen. That's so weird. It yeah, was really weird. That's not yeah. weird to me at all. Here's why. Elena Scarpino, God bless her, my mom. Uh she would be like you guys are welcome for you stay forever, stay forever. Then there was a part there was just a switch that would get turned where she was like, Okay, everyone, it's time to go home. It's time to go home. And I respected her for that because I was like, I want these fuckers out of here too. Like I don't want I don't want my friends hanging out for you four were days straight. Nick, weren't you? What's that? You were always Nick. Always. I was like, you have been here for two days, and you've eaten almost all of the lasagna, and that is my fucking lasagna, so go home. Go home. But I always respected my mom's candor, where she would be like, she was a mom. She would walk in and be like, it's time, it's, you guys, it's time to go home. And my friends were like, I am not going to question this, because she was scary, and but she's did, still super scary. Did they have ways home, though? Uh, I mean, I don't think that, that was, on, I mean, yes, for the most part. Parents would come pick them up, or she would drive them home. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. that's what makes this weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. that it's just like. No, so, it, what, did you finally get in touch with your folks? I no, my so my, I think my dad was asleep by this point already. So I was calling my brother, but my brother wasn't answering. And so what I did was our neighbor was, or his neighbor was one of our other friends. So I called him. I was like, "Hey, can I go over to your place and just like wait around for someone to pick me up?" He's like, "Yeah, of course." So I just like walked down to the next house, which is another one of our good friends. And uh, and I just waited there until my brother like eventually. Yeah, this whole the whole first family sucks. It was, I don't it like was the mom in the car trying was, to get the bad ideas out of her kids' head. It, it was weird. It was definitely like a weirder thing where that showed me that I was like, oh, we're not as close as I thought we were. Like yeah. you know, anybody else's family members would like treat me a certain way or whatever. Sure, and they're always you're cool. Andy. We're like family. Like yeah, every, you're like Kramer. You're, you're everybody's Kramer. You know. Yeah, I guess if everybody was like, if anybody goes to my house, like my parents, are like. Oh, just oh yeah, my parents. No exactly problem, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that. I was like, oh, was as long as you didn't fuck up the lawn, there's weird no situation. problem. Only rules. Number one crane operator, Greg Miller. Big problem if you fuck up the lawn. Oh my god, we always played on the side of the house. We always played football or mm -hmm. uh, 
we played like home run derby where if you could hit it across the street, we'd throw like a wiffle ball sure. and like a plastic bat yeah. and or a tennis ball. We'd also, also do tennis Oof. balls. And Dangerous. the dude, the fucking lawn was just getting ruined nonstop. But we were in like, it was, it was there wasn't a whole lot of space between one house and the other. Yeah. So a lot of times you would just hit it off the next house, like brick or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we had like first base and second base sure, and third course, base. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to school. I, uh, um, I, when I graduated, my first thought was like, I have six months until my student loans start. I'm gonna chill out for the next six months. I'm not gonna I, save anything because, like, you know, the you know the government lets you know, like, hey, you have a six month grace period until the first payment starts to come in, and it was always in the back of my mind. It was it was like knowing that you had yeah. an essay due or How something. Horrible you know? that must feel. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. That's scary. I, I'll never forget when I was at IGN my first couple of years. IGN uh, when they got bought by Fox had a program where they would pay for like education stuff. So I was like, oh, cool, and I found this uh, this course for After Effects which is one of the reasons why I kind of got good at it was because I was like, I'd been good at it up to that point, but I'm like, oh, this will be something I can take that'll force me to kind of sharpen the tool a little bit and sharpen my skills with it. And I was, I'm, I'll never forget, I went in and it was one of the first classes I ever took where I was like, I don't have to be here. I'm choosing to be here. I'm not paying for this. And I'm enjoying the shit out of this class. And I was like the best. I was like Hermione. Yeah, that's not school at that point. At that, that point, that's just like, no, it was just learning. fun. I was like, oh, I'm yeah, coming here. But, but it was a very, it was eye opening because I'm like, this is not how it always has been historically. It's usually been, oh, I have to take this stupid math class. Oh, I have to take this stupid like film history class. Like, I want classes that really speak to me. But at the college, and this is granted, I went to a college that I sh probably should have transferred out of and gone to a more technical based college. But I'll just, I'm like, I just don't understand why. Out of the four years of college, maybe 10% of stuff that spoke to me. And the other 90% is just shit I had to do. That just seems broken. Ross Gates writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunny and says, Is college really worth it? I'm considering going to grad school after I finish my senior year at university. I majored in creative writing. Is it worth the time and money to continue my education? I would say for creative writing, probably not. I think if you're going to go to grad school and get an MBA or you're going to go to a, a school to get like uh, you know, a PhD or be able to teach, maybe uh, if you're going to do continued education because you want to be a doctor, that's probably something that's going to pay back. Although there are, I've, I've seen a couple articles pop up saying like doctors are having a hard time, a hard go of it now, too, um, as far as like paying back student loans. Sure. Um, but I just for me, like my brother went and got his MFA. Uh, because he wanted to get better at his craft and he wanted to study with specific people that made him better mm. and are still his mentors to this day. That makes sense. If you, but if you're just going to get your um, your master's because you can't think of something better to do, don't waste the money. Yeah, that was my thing. I, was, I never ha at all considered grad school for journalism. I mean, granted, I knew I wanted to write about games or whatever, and I figured I could do it with just a regular uh, bachelor's degree in journalism. But even... I, I don't know. For me, I feel like the grad school stuff was always people coming back to Mizzou. Like they went off, they did work for a while, and then eventually found a reason that they wanted to come back and be a TA and teach and be part of the journalism program mm -hmm. again while getting their masters, or whatever. But it seems like such an academic thing. If you're going, to, if you want creative writing for academics, maybe. But I don't even. Then it, I yeah. don't even know. There just has to be an end goal. Like I totally agree with what you're saying, Nick. That's where it's like, don't do it. I, to do I'm going to do this because it's going to get me this thing yeah. that I'm already on the path for. Yeah. And I'm going to do anything I have to do to get to that destination. Because like, I have some friends who did that. She is a perfect example. Yeah. Totally bettered her life. Yeah. Like turned her life from doing stuff that she doesn't want to do, that's paychecks, to doing what she loves for much bigger paychecks. Yeah. But then I have other friends who, are, one of my best friends is just going to grad school now. And I'm like, but why? And he's like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Just, you know I'm not really happy at work. It's like, 
okay. That's not the way to do it. And you're just, I'm just getting like, yourself into more debt. Yeah, totally. I'm just like, you're going to fuck yourself. I had this. a friend of mine that, because I graduated from a film theory program, so we had absolutely zero applicable skills in the real world and no network whatsoever because our school wasn't great about, at that. But I had a friend of mine that just stayed. We all graduated. Some of my friends split off, went to, Hol- uh, to L.A. and found odd jobs here and there. Then I had one friend that just stayed in academia all the way up to her, till her PhD for like film archival. And I'm like, that's really cool. But if that's if you always want to be like, if you have a love of like, oh my yeah, god, I found I this old 35 millimeter print of like Citizen Kane. It's the last one in existence. We have to make sure this is preserved in the Library of Congress perfectly. I get that. But we, all my other friends, were like, we have a theory that she's just scared to go into the mm-hmm. real world and work in film. So you you find a reason to stay in academia forever, and then eventually you go, well, I got to get my PhD so I can go teach. Yeah. And then and then you you are sometimes feeding into the old adage like those who can't teach. Because you look at these people and be like, I, the professors that I admired the most were the ones that were working, like woodworking, and they were like uh, donating their time or, or substituting some of their time over as like a professor, an adjunct professor at like USC or something like that. But they were like screenwriters who actually worked. Those are the ones that I wanted to learn from. It was always the people that I was like, it's like if you're studying fighting and, and, and you're studying from someone who's never been in a tournament before, you're like, I don't know, man, like, I don't know if you necessarily have the proper perspective on this that's going to help me be the fighter that I want to be. It's like Finnegan's uh, editing teacher in college was Kyle from Workaholics. Yeah, from, that's from awesome. That group. And it's like, he was doing that while teaching Finnegan's class. And it's just like, he deeply gives his shit. That's about a guy editing. who gets it, who and knows the game it. and knows how to teach you how to make the moves to get to a place that maybe you have workaholics on TV one day too. As, a, as opposed to me, Professor Al teaching me Final Cut when everyone had moved on to Premiere. And it's oh, like, guys, well, what are we doing at least here? you got Final Cut. I got like Media 100, where it would crash the computer every time you booted it up. It was right. the worst. Yeah, I, I totally think, uh, yeah, I think college is worth it if you, again, like Tim made a great point, knowing what the end goal is. Um, I, I think that so much of what we do can be self-taught with all the resources the internet has. Um, I think of, I, I, I think if I were to have, to have stayed at home and just tried to learn 3d art through like, a uh, whatever, uh, digital tutors or, or website like that, I feel like I probably could have taught myself because at the end of the day, if your portfolio is good enough, people are going to want to hire yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I do think it's also a big risk because I I feel like I got my job not because of not only because of my skills but because of who I knew. And sometimes you do meet these people like, you know, you're mentioning with Finnegan and that Kyle guy. Well, the, one of my teachers was a guy who got me my first job who was like, "I'm leaving my studio. I want you to replace me because I know you have what it takes." And sometimes you make those connections mm-hmm. and that's where I feel like college does really benefit you oh, yeah. having those communities as opposed to online forums and maybe just talking with people there. I feel like that person to person interaction is really important. Well, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, as we've done the show now for years, like we've talked about school, we've talked about this topic in a bunch of different ways. And something that I've noticed as I get older is people that I meet that didn't go to college generally to me, in my experience, dirtbags. No, they just, they, they <laughs> seem <suckers>. ill-equipped <laughs> for certain things. Sure. Uh, compared to people that, that at least went through some, <laughs> Because I do feel that the first two years of college that are the bullshit where it's you just have to it's still high school. It's just high school 2.0. You know, it's the basics. Those are the two years that everyone's kind (laughs) of given as the figure it out. Those are the two years the college makes all its money. It's like totally. But it's like it's (laughs) the two years of like proving that you can function as an adult and be social and understand responsibility and timing and all that stuff. And I've, I've noticed that the people that have at least done that have their life together a little bit more compared to people that don't. And again, I'm totally generalizing, but there's been multiple situations now where I'm like, 
I'll notice patterns in people and I'm like, have they went to college? And then I find out they don't. And I'm like, these group projects suck, but yes, they are kind of important to, to interact. To understand and that people suck. Understand work dynamics. I, I mean, I think about this. If I ever had a kid, would I encourage them to go to college? If they wanted to be like in the arts? And I think the answer to me would be yes, but with the asterisks, with the, with the with the notion of you go, but you need to have some level of vision for what you want your life to be. Because the people that I admire most are guys like Greg, who was like, I, I want to be a journalist because Clark Kent's alter ego was a journalist. That's right. No, that's and, incorrect. I'm sorry, Superman's alter ego Thank was a journalist. You. I'm sorry. Ah, fact checking right there. Look at you, editor. Journalist. Um, <laughs> and so you know that's something I admire because I didn't have that vision. Like Greg was like, I want to be a journalist, I'm so I'm going to go that, to. But that's I think. That's that to me is the thing that I would try to instill most in in, in a young one yeah. if they were coming up. I'd be like, what? Do you, like, you really got to find something you like because that can make make or break your college experience. Because yeah. my college experience was meh. That's my thing. Is like I, I think. I mean, granted, we're taking Ross's question in a different route. I think. Fuck like, Ross. You know what I mean. <laughs> when you get when you <laughs> get to that precipice of like, should you go I'm to joking. college or not? You should go to college when you have somewhere to go. Yeah. It's always. I I was talking to somebody at a meet and greet recently who's like, oh yeah, I'm a sophomore year. Cool. What do you want to do with that? I don't know. And it's like, oof. That's dangerous. You're just no, wasting money, you're right? Because right? when you do change where you want to go or but what you want to do. that's what I'm saying, do. but the two years. It's like, totally. it's designed that way totally. for you to get all the socializing, you get all that, but you're also literally given the time to decide if you don't have it already. Sure. If you have it already, if you're lucky, you can skip that two years and go to a trade school if you're going to do art yeah. stuff. Art is obviously such a different beast than something else, but if you're doing journalism, go down that path. Find the right school for that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a doctor, like all my friends that are doctors now knew they were going to be doctors. Started down that path when we were 18 and yeah, here they yeah, are have to. making baller money so I guess that's the thing with Ross yeah I, I think for, especially for creative writing and what you want to do with that I'd, I wouldn't say go to grad school but I'd also don't know what you want to do with it but I would think it'd be more about yeah trying to get out there and do it now and do it for different people yeah, I mean, and start we, small and then move on to the I think keep. Things. I think continue to apply at places I think that depending on whatever you want to be, whether you want to work at a game studio to be a writer or movies or whatever, like, you know, always work on that. Always have that be your your side hustle where you are not only writing for people, freelancing, but also just bolstering your own thing. Like it, it became a thing where I didn't have a job yet in the games industry and I had just graduated and I was still working at Best Buy. But every night I would go home and yeah, the grind sucked, but I would go home and work on my portfolio and I would look at some concept art on a website on whatever, you know, uh, polycount.net and I would see that some guy made some really cool concept art. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make that in 3D tonight. Cool. Let That's me challenge awesome. myself and let me get the textures right and everything. And and that would be a new piece that I would add toward my portfolio that would in, you know, in the future, get me a job. I used to uh, I used to TiVo commercials that had cool motion graphics and go back and replay them. And then I would Google tutorials to see if I could figure out how to do them. Video and I was, pilot, man. I was I mean, video copilot, uh, creative cow.net was another yeah. one. But I mean, this is way back in the day before yeah. YouTube even existed. And I would know I would be so disappointed because I was like hardcore team After Effects. And there was always a moment where I'd, th- I'd, I'd have the realization that that's 3D. Oh. I'm like, fuck, I can't that's do it. That's a layer deeper. Damn it, yeah. it's too much. How does it make you feel, Nick, that Creative Cow still exists? Oh, I go to it sometimes. And hasn't updated their website oh, since the UI? 2001. Yeah, it's still I mean, horrible. Do you know this website, Creative no. Cow? I mean, it's just like, if you do any any type of this shit, like, just creativecow.com. anytime you have a problem yeah, in any editing that. software, you Google, like, how to fix, like, why is this crashing? And Creative Cow's going to come up. Uh yeah, that's it the looks cow. pretty new. Oh, oh, they they updated it finally. <laughs> well, well, there you go. <laughs> that's There's like 15 pop-ups. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. what the old one go, looks go like. To the Kevin floor, brought the old, the old one. Well, this is what everyone I've ever seen a looks new like. Creative cow. Where it's just a terrible time. thread. Yeah, of Jesus. After Effects stuff. But I mean, the, shout out to these guys. And shout out to people bro. who did this shit for free. And that was what's so, that's so amazing. And that's that's why I think it's so hard. Like when you find that passion, it's so easy to lean into it. But it's so difficult to find. 
You know, like when once I found After Effects, I, I spent hours doing tutorials. Just from start to finish, it would be like a 15 minute tutorial. It would take me two hours to get through because mm. I had to oh, pause yeah. and roll it back oh, yeah. and find all the stuff. It's so cool. It's I had great. fun with that shit. But yeah, again, going back to um, what were, were we making uh, comparisons to Harry Potter going to classes or were I just making that comparison in my head? I think you, you were making, making that in your head. head. Yeah, <laughs> I made it in my head. How, like, how you know, you get excited to go to like Defense of the Dark Arts or like fun fun That's how it was when I first got into 3D sculpting where, like, you know, I. I was tired of working in with primitives is what they call it, where it's like the primitive block, the sphere, whatever, and like and grabbing this poly and pulling it out. Now it was like now sculpt your hand in 3D and it's 3D clay basically and it's like, oh, I'm learning the real shit. This mm-hmm. is the real shit. This is how Nathan Drake looks, how he looks. Oh, you know? Yeah. And that shit was so cool to me. That's so cool. But and also just seeing the skill level rise from like the very first thing you've done to then seeing all those little foundational things build on each other. Yeah. Which I think is the only reason why I would be pro college. Which is to your point is like yeah you're you're learning how to uh, operate in a system and you're learning how to like get along with a group and do group stuff and like follow orders for lack of a better term, but you're also they also have a curriculum that builds on itself and that's so hard to do when you're by yourself. I would yeah. I would jump into tutorials that were way too advanced for me and be lost and get very discouraged. So there is that warning. That, yeah, I hated high school. Right, I just hated it because I thought it was a huge waste of time because I was just being forced to do stuff I knew I wouldn't ever use or need geometry shit like that right but when i got to mizzou it was so structured and so laid out of like these are your gen ed requirements but you can see how that builds to this and then you start taking your j school classes and you see how j you know for whatever when i was in class what 100 builds into j 200 and how that and i was like oh fuck all right there's a a path to what i want to do rather than yeah my high school path just get the fuck out it was so exciting for me to see the curriculum laid out yeah like in front of me and seeing what i needed and knowing that like this 3D class leads into intro to 3D modeling, into 3D sculpting, and then it's hard service modeling. And now I'm making guns, and now I'm making cool fucking like 3D sci-fi environmental like things. And like seeing that curriculum was like exciting as fuck to me because I knew that I was going to continue to get better. And you'd be in class, and there'd be a couple of kids in class that had already had 3D class, 3D uh, you know classes in the past, and you would see their shit, skill huh? level. And I'd be like, I want to be better than that guy. Yeah. I want to be better than her. Like, yeah. you know, and I would fucking work my ass off. Yeah. Dude, at SF State, which is known for being good for video production stuff and audio production, like Becca is what they call it, broadcast electronic communication arts, like all that stuff. They're really renowned for it. And I remember seeing the curriculum laid out from like, this is going to be fucking awesome. Intro to audio, intro to video. And then as you build, like hosting and all this stuff. And I, when I got, finally did it, I'm like, what a fucking joke this is. Like that was when it hit the point for me, unfortunately, where I was just like, I should just be doing tutorials and stuff. Cause it's like, it's outdated tech. Uh-huh. You're not really learning anything that you need to and know. You're probably it's like, great. Who don't I learned that a clothespin is actually a C 47 or whatever the hell in yeah. the production books. It's like, you learn a bunch of shit Stingers. that the old guys just want to talk about. You know what I mean? Like just to act like there's something that matters here, but it's like, just go do the thing. But that's why I'm glad I learned more at IGN in literally one semester than I did my entire two years of the video production. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad. Serpina. That's You're why welcome. I'm so glad I had the younger teacher towards the end of my curriculum because a lot of the He's older, cool. like, a lot of the Jeep, older man. classes were taught Jeep. by the old guard, like people that used that were still using like not older software, but using older um, strategies and older techniques mm-hmm. to make 3D things, and then towards the end of it. When the new teacher found this out, he's like, what? Like, no, that's not what's being taught anymore. That's not what it is. I, I'm working here on this shit, and that's not how we do it. Here's how we do it. Well, that's a perfect And learning that shit was awesome. Tim talking about Final Cut, that's a perfect example. That professor kept teaching you that because that's what he knew. Yeah. Not, that, that's, that's a not, problem. Yeah, that's a problem. And, like, they weren't teaching internet video at all. 
And it's just like the idea of HD even was just like, oh, you can only get HD if it's broadcast and, and they would have all the weird like interlace versus non-interlace. And they're like literally telling us to do things. And I'm like, this is so behind the it's times. Right. They're like, you're making us produce lesser quality stuff just because it needs to be able to be broadcast on TV. I'm like, none of us are doing that. Nope. Don't fucking We're worry. not getting jobs on TV. Yeah. yeah. And if you do, it's eh, not the shit that they were trying to do. Mm-mm. On this subject line of school ladies and gentlemen i have homework for you listeners and viewers of the kind of funny podcast uh adam volker a man making a game called creature in the well ah you like it quite a bit i like it yeah yeah you're enjoying yourself i was talking to him at pax and he told me he challenged me and i'm challenging all of you and you table for next week's podcast make my next game for me (laughs) to come up he says we need a one syllable word for the chef's kiss for the like we smooch, need a word smooch. for that's not that's not, we have to we have to invent the word. We're coming the up blooch, with a word. So everybody, I need you the to start seasons. thinking on this right now as you drive, as you do everything. Kevin's got one already. Look at him over there. Well, can I can I ask why is two syllables too much? Because uh, this is what he said. Okay. And I thought it was an interesting challenge. All right. I mean, I normally just go, oh, that game was fucking Chef's Kiss. Yeah, like, exactly. I say it's, too many, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. You have it's too, too much. Yeah, people yeah, say yeah. Chef's if Kiss because yeah. if you do. A, in person, right? But on podcasting, right there. And then that? you say, you chef say kiss. chef's kiss. I'm telling you, he want, he's challenged us to come up with English language. Tasty. All right. I like where your head's at. All right. <laughs> I like where your head's at too. I'll see you afterwards. Uh, go to patreon.com/slash kind of funny. You can submit your <laughs> answers. We need a one-syllable new word for chef's kiss. There you go. That's fun. I like those. Thank you. I'm terrible. Well, thank you though. for playing along and having some fun. I'm with you, man. Tim. Why? I just feel like there Why needs to be. It's gonna be more. It's gonna be like these fucking words. I, Let's see what they I come challenge up you. With. Come up They're with some more good shit. Than us. It's just such a weird thing. One syllable. Let's limit this to like the least mm-hmm. amount of conversation possible. Well, guess possible. what? He's made a video game, and you yeah, made yeah. jack fucking shit <laughs> in your life. True. All right, that's true. You can't even wear contacts anymore. <laughs> I can't. Turn thirty, the body turned on uh, you. Uh, all right? One of your eyes just pops out of its socket and hangs there. <laughs> like, uh, don't forget your other homework is to go and watch that dirtiest porn ever. Yeah, also true. Yeah, and we all have to, to, jer- we have up, to uh, remember to FaceTime Nick while you do it. Please do it. And also, um, don't listen to the moans that I make. And just remember that every time you watch that porn is one step closer we get to cleaning up all the sea, uh, the plastic in the sea life and getting our fucking plastic straws back. That's true. Getting That's our plastic straws There has back. been a lot of talk at the G4 Summit that if we just get the, it back down, everyone can get their plastic straws back. <laughs> Man, it's become like a cryptic thing where if my Starbucks has the plastic straws, I go, oh, you guys can go, shh, shh, shh. Don't fucking tell anyone. We don't say the words. We, we don't, don't say the words. We, we found. Like, it's a like prohibition. We found a box of these plastics in the back. Man, don't tell anyone. McDonald's. Just paper don't straws. Fuck. No. No. The, no. Yeah. McDonald's no. has paper straws and they don't even give you them. No. You have to ask you for them. You need to ask. They'll give you your fucking cup with the fountain thing and not give you a straw. How are you supposed, what am I supposed to suck it out like it's a little anus? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the Kind of Funny Podcast. Remember, if you want to support us because YouTube sucks, what I'm you can go about. to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Get the pre and post show. Get the show ad free. Get it early. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. It goes live on Friday, youtube.com slash kindoffunny and podcast services chock full of ads. No pre or post show. Sometimes we delete half of what Andy says just to make you, you know, go, well, man, that's what he said. Whoa, this man. Wow, weird. I love him. Did Andy even go to college? <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Let's do a post show.